Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> and Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is show when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, here it is a Thursday, the first day of February. Yep, January's gone. 2024, thanks for being here. Good morning, my name's Jason Bailey right there. That is Nikki D. That is me. Hello, Nikki D. Yeah. There's Nelson. Good morning. Kyle on the other side of the glass, and there is a Dougie T. Hello. Yeah, your phone number, 916-909-0985. Same number for the text machine on social at listen. To the BS, give us a like, share, follow here at 7 a.m. We'll fire up the live stream on the BS Facebook or the 98 Rock Facebook, which you can enjoy as a bugar or spy, uh, if that's what you choose to do. Uh, Government mule passes up for grabs closer to 8 o'clock, along with a CD we'll throw in for nothing personal and good stuff in between. Uh, before I start out the show, um, I'd like to uh, say thank you for so many people, to so many people that have reached out in the last 12 hours that were extremely concerned after my post last night on social media. I uh, will explain that here at 7 a.m. this morning. So I uh, just wanted to ahead of time say thank you. I appreciate the concern, and it'll all make sense at 7 a.m. I got a little. So, I had a little soul searching to do last night. I'll just say that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Nelson, you are not going to believe what I did first thing this morning. I will tell you this. All right, look. You know, for those that you know, I've been doing this a very long time, almost thirty years. I've never done this in my career. You know what? Since I've moved down here, I got to tell you, there's a lot of firsts for me. <laughs> I, I, you know, now that I think of it, you know, this is such a great journey. I mean, I just love experiencing new things. I've never seen half the things that I've seen in my life, personally and definitely professionally. But you will never, ever guess what I did to Nikki D this morning. What you did to what Nikki D? What I did to Nikki D. Actually <laughs> did to her. I and saw it. I was invited to do it, by the way. You physically touched her hair. I physically touched her. Not, well, I came close to her hair. That was actually a concern. <laughs> That's a no-no. That's why I thought it was such a big deal. You never touch a black woman's hair. Well, ever. I was like, very, 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 very close. I was very concerned about it. Shoulders? Maybe shoulder rubs? She's nah. some tension? Little up. Little up. A little higher. Neck? Yeah. We're going hot neck? Face? Hot face. You touched Nikki? Why did you touch Nikki's face? <laughs> because my sinuses are horrible, and um, he was helping me drain them. Mm-hmm. A little puffiness up there in the old nose, maybe, area. Yeah. I massaged Nikki mm. D's sinuses, which is extremely unacceptable. <laughs> if we oh, were sure. if, if we were on the live stream or someone walked by these windows, and I was going through the handbook last night, I didn't see that, but I'm sure there's something in there, uh, then I would have gotten in a lot of trouble. But I specifically made sure. I mean, we're, permission. we're a different type of folk, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, but so did Louis C.K., you know what I mean? And he still got canceled. So. Like, <laughs> I'm just, was it appropriate? That's all that matters, not whether or not he asked for permission. Well, the way I look at it, the term that's thrown around in my house is, is it medical? 
Oh, that, that's good. Yeah. That was medical. It was. Okay, yeah. I'll I was, you know, as uh, as the great phrase said, it's how to save a life. Yeah. And I was saving a life. <laughs> you were saving my sinuses. <laughs> Getting her Is so that she can why? breathe. Yeah. What? Is that why I heard piano playing in the background yeah, today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was just a fray. I was, I was massaging her and going, how to save a life. <laughs> and she feels better. Look, she's smiling. Yeah, because yeah, feel- I'm, I'm like, it's all stuffed and in one spot. Yeah, that sinuses oh. will get you. I mean, I'm, you know, good for you for even being here today because it'll just like make your mind cloudy. It does, and, but you know, I pushed on. I pushed forward. And you had the thing yesterday at the high school. You were I out did. there. How did that go? It went really well. Um, we had a lot of kids come through to talk to us, and I thought like, oh, I don't have speeches prepared. I'm probably not going to be that effective. I'll just be saying hi to kids, but yeah. no. Like, they had to come up and ask us questions. These are high school kids, so a lot of them were kind of shy, and so I just would have them put the papers down and let's just talk. Uh-huh. And that's, that's nice. what we did. That's good. And um, a few of the girls, I feel like I made a mark with them. One girl told me she got goosebumps from my advice to her. And, um, oh, back up, back up. What was your advice? I mean, because this is a short period of time. It's a short period of time. I'd love but, to hear this advice. Um, they asked me what was the biggest adversity I faced in my career as a woman of color. Uh, yeah. No wow, kid asked you deep. about a woman of color. They Nobody... absolutely did. Oh, my God. What is this you day can and age? Ask, you can ask uh, the HR, HR director. She was standing Who there. says that out loud? Why don't you just say, hey, look, how do you, you know, you're in radio. Does it really matter? Like, can't you just say, hey, no. you're, you know, you're good at what and you do? And this question I don't think was on the paper. These girls just asked me off the top of their head. Wow. That was the question they asked me. Yeah. Did you pull out your phone and show a picture of me and say, this is the biggest problem? Nope, I did not. <laughs> I just wow. broke down to them, you know, what we have to do as women of color in any industry that we go in. Mm-hmm. I just gave them my... What did you say? What, what, I don't want to go through the whole spiel of what I said. I just told them to work hard. You're going to have to outwork everybody that you're around, and you're going to have to fight your way to the top. That's just how it works. Oh, wow. That's good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like a movie. Uh, what movie? Just a movie. Oh, right? I don't know about it. You know, movies, like a movie but... of you know success and mm-hmm. strife well, and obstacles. I gave them my honest opinions and what I've been through, and it, I think it resonated with them. So as a you movie. said... Have you had somebody come speak to you and said something that matters that you remember? I think they'll remember that. There you go. Yeah, I said that yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, no one ever asked me those questions. You know, mm-hmm. like, what's it like being a middle-aged man of whiteness? Oh, I thought you were going to say a woman of color. I could see why they wouldn't <laughs> ask you about being a woman of color. but Well, touche. I've never been asked that either. Mm-hmm. It's not fair, sure. really. Like, what nobody asks you is, like, what is it like with the struggles of being a hefty white man from the Midwest? Right, not not one person, but they can kind of see most of those struggles on my outside person. So <laughs> you actually bring a checklist with yeah, you. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> the struggles are diagram. out in the open. The uh-huh. struggles are real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very real. <laughs> so real. So do you, uh, do you think uh, any of those young people that you spoke to yesterday at what was it Valley High? Yeah, Valley High School. Valley High School. They're like gonna, you know, you know that would be you know the ultimate. Now, you know, to be serious for a second is, you know, there's, I've had a lot of interns and uh, and and some bad, it just didn't work out. And, you know, and then I've had people cry and, you know, I've, I've seen it all. But the ones that have made it right, that, you know, I think that I've helped in this in, the, in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's there's not a better feeling. You right. know, I mean, one of my interns is a very high executive at uh, very high up on the totem pole at iHeart. Mm-hmm. You know, and, nice. and, and, you know, I look at him and I was talking to him the other day and I'm going, you know what, I, you know, 
I remember those times that we were in the studio at night and hanging Corona bottles off women's breasts. Like, though, you know, back, you know, and now look at you. Right. You know, <laughs> now look at you. And then I get sad because I say, now look at me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but you see those successes, uh-huh. you know, whether it's still in the radio business or not or something, you know, that's similar. Um, it's pretty cool. So I hope that they take your advice because you know, you're good like that. You know, you can go and, you know, and I've seen you from the very beginning, right? I've seen you start and you. <laughs> There's stories that, you know, maybe one day will repeat, but uh, the struggle is real uh, with people of color in, in this in, in any business. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that term. I think it's derogatory, but uh, it just sounds weird for me to say it. Well, but like you understand why they say that now, right? Because yeah. they're not just talking about black people. Right. You know, but I've been, you know, I've been standing side by side with Nikki when we've had some of these issues. Right. And I went to bat and it fell on deaf ears and I've watched it in real time get swept under the rug. And uh, and, and then I got beat. You know, then I was the, the it, it was like a movie. Yep. You know, it was I mean, Nikki could tell you. I mean, we, we went through it with her because I don't play that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole idea of going to and talking to it's just not real. No. You know, these things aren't real. The hypocrisy is real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it happens. And that's basically what I was conveying uh, to the girls is, you know, think you're going to go through challenges in, in any career that you're in. And you just got to push through. Yeah. Well, that's much. good. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, glad and then we that. had a few um, kids that were listeners. I didn't get to meet the one um, because they were down on the other end of the table. Uh, Kevin from the wake up call. He told me about it. And then one kid I did get to meet. He said his mom listens every morning. And I said, what's her name? And he said, her. And I thought, oh, that's cute. Because you know the singer name is her? I should have asked him if she was a singer. I'm sure she doesn't have kids, though. Are you sure it's not one of those pronoun things? No, he said her name was her. Oh, that's her name is her? That's what he said. Get out of here. I'm telling you. What kind of, where were you yesterday? I was at (laughs) Valley High School. Maybe I do need to tag along next time. Just I want to listen to these conversations. Uh huh. Very interesting. Very interesting conversation. So it was a the lady's good... name is her. He said her name. Now was that her. sounds like one of those pronouny things, right? Isn't that a well? A... It is a pronoun. Right. Imagine, imagine she identified with uh, like they them pronouns, but her name was her. Very confusing. Yeah, very confusing. I don't know. So the kid calls his mom her. That's not her name. Nobody's well, name. Well, I her. mean, he should be calling her mom. Yeah, he probably calls her mom, but he said Kissing her name mom. was her. And I asked him three times to make sure I heard it correctly, and I repeated it back. Jesus. So I didn't want to ask a fourth time because I, I feel like I was being ridiculous at that point. Oh, I, <laughs> okay. I, I wouldn't have stopped until I figured it out. <laughs> and then I would have called her and have been like, what are you doing? <laughs> this might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Call her mom, not her. Right. Heard. Can't spell her without her. Her. Because right. she listens every morning, so. Well, well thanks Hi, for her. doing that. Hi, her. <laughs> Hi, her. Hi, her. It's off the work I go. Hi, her. Hi, her. It's off the work I go. Hi, her. Hi, her. Hi, her. Anyway, uh, this uh, Chiefs fans mystery death case is getting very, very interesting. We'll get you up to speed on this if you're not familiar. You remember, it was like a week or so ago. They found uh-huh. the dudes frozen in the backyard. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were watching the football game, and now everybody's trying to figure out why the guy left his buddies to freeze <laughs> in the back. I mean, this story is not, like so far in 2024, this one might take the cake is the oddball, right? Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, 916-909-0985. You want to start us out? Give us a minute. Hang on. That is such an underrated band and an underrated song. 
Mm-hmm. Cage the Elephant, No Rest yes. of the Wicked. I mean, that album's phenomenal. Lead singer's real cool. And uh, I just always thought that band should have been bigger. Or should be right. bigger. Even their follow-up stuff's good. Just my own personal two cents. Glad we got to listen to that this morning. Uh, so this uh, Chiefs fan mystery death, actually three, yeah? Uh-huh, three yeah. people died. This is the oddest story ever. It is. Uh, at least so far in 2024. we still got a long ways to go. You know, so back uh, earlier last month in January, we're in February now, so some buddies were watching the Chiefs game, right? I don't remember who they are playing. And it's cold. It's, you know, it was that big snowstorm. We're seeing all these games on TV, like in Buffalo, the fans are – Pulling the snow out of the seats in Kansas City, same thing, you know, that kind of deal. Well, in Kansas City, it was so cold that beers were freezing and, like, coming out of the top of beers because it was expanding at the stadium. That's how cold it was. Yes, just a a cold bush light would freeze at the stadium. So there's four buddies, and three of them, the short is, three of them were found dead in the backyard, frozen to death. Uh And the one that survived, his name's Jordan Willis, he invited his friends over to watch the game. Why they're watching the game in the backyard, I have no idea, you know, when it's that cold. Were they it's watching me- it in the backyard, though? I, I always thought they were, they were watching f- it in the house, and then they spilled out into the backyard to leave and go home. <sighs> he said he was going to sleep because he had to go to work, and then they were found back there. Well, weren't they found sitting in chairs? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so I was, you know, maybe I'm off. I was under the impression that they were... You know, had a TV propped up in the backyard, and they were one of those cool guys. It's like, it's not cold. I don't need a shirt. I don't need a jacket. I live 90 minutes from the Missouri border, and everything about that story told me they were watching the game in the back backyard. That's immediately where my head went to. That just felt like Missouri. So okay. the so the three guys are they, they found him dead, but they, they the guy didn't it wasn't reported for like a couple days. Tuesday, the game was on Sunday. They were not found until Tuesday. All right, so if you, you accidentally died in my backyard, it's it, there's a very good possibility that I wouldn't find you for several days. Was Why? Because it, it's trashy, or you just don't no, go back there. I don't go back there. I don't pay. You know, I'm not looking for things. You know what I mean? Like I could see how if this guy's kind of a, a dope <laughs> like I am, I could see how your three buddies could die in the backyard, and you wouldn't know. Your neighbors would have to be the ones to see that. You know that uh, that so it's just so odd that it makes sense. Like, uh-huh. like you know, I, I could. I mean, that wouldn't happen to me. Sure, but I can understand how somebody would be like. Man, Bob's still back there? Like, yeah, yeah, what's up? You know, like, I've had some parties and you go out in the backyard and you're like, oh, man, that dude's, like, the next day, you're like, oh, he stayed there? Like, you know, so, yeah, I got you, Nelson. I've never even countered that until you, one of your parties, somebody we knew was sleep in your yard. Until that happened, that's never something I've seen in my life anywhere. Nikki D, that's why black comedians tell you not to drink with your white friends. Yes, I see that. Okay? Like, I see. You're never too old to party. Party like a fraternity guy. <laughs> so the update to the story is, is this Willis guy, this Jordan Willis guy is heading to rehab. So it's shortly afterwards, you know, he's not been charged, never arrested. Um, but the families think that something's going on because, you know, the, it's just, it's odd. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're saying that they were found in different positions. You know, it's just, a, everything's so weird. And I agree. It's just, it's just weird. I mean, all signs lead to drugs and there's a situation here. And now they're finding out that one of the guys in connection with this, one of the guys that died, he um, had a connection to pharmaceuticals. Oh, okay. It yeah. could be a fentanyl situation. And uh, another one of the, the guys, he actually had an active license, which was issued last year and was going to expire this May. And one of the other guys that died 
Uh, was arrested in 2011 back in Colorado for possession of Schedule II controlled substance, whatever that is. Uh, and uh, so there was, there, you know, drugs were no stranger to these people. Right. You know, so then you then you go, okay, well, why is this guy going to rehab now? Like, he's not been arrested. He's not been charged. Why is he going to rehab? What's he trying to escape? You know, Or maybe he's going to rehab because they were doing a lot of drugs and drinking or whatever was going on. And he's like, okay, my friends died in my backyard. I need to get my life together. Yeah, I'm, I don't you know. That's very optimistic of you, Nikki D. But I'm looking at it like, look, my friends, like, maybe he didn't know. Like, but they did drugs. But either way, I'm assuming that, you know, like we see that more and more now, right? It's the guy that... It's the survivor of the of the drug party or the guy mm-hmm. that sold him the drugs. It's his house. He's going to be the one that's dinged because, you know, he's the last one. Le- Did he give them the drugs? You know, mm-hmm. all right. those types of things. You know, how involved in drugs was he? But how does going to rehab help the everyday person? Normally going to rehab and do a, that's what celebrities and all that do when they get caught up in stuff and scandals. The everyday person, because I'll go run and go to rehab, that's not going to stop the police from coming to lock me up if they find no. some no, no, but when you go to court, uh, the idea is to have the jury have some sympathy for you because you're trying to better your life. Okay. It's all a work. You know, it, it is. It's all a work. You know, it's like when people go... You know, they're getting heat from somewhere and they're like, well, I'm in therapy. And I'm not saying everybody, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying that that's another work. It's a, it's a way out now because it's it's so accepted and it's, you know, everybody talks about it. So it's like, you know, what do you do with somebody that's trying to, you know, quote unquote, better themselves? You know, whether it's real or not, it doesn't matter. I mean, how many times have we seen like celebrities go to rehab when right. they when they get in legal problems because mm-hmm. the, they want the judge to see that they're bettering themselves they're just never bettering themselves right it's a work it makes but sense. It's, but see, and then here's the problem it's the same kind of thing that I feel about the the mental health and the mental illness thing there are so many people that have real struggles mm-hmm. real struggles same with drug addiction real struggles it's these types of people and I don't know for a fact with this guy but I'm just saying for conversation's sake it's the people that take advantage of the system that you know, water down these other people's lives and makes people not want to believe them, which mm-hmm. is sad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the the crying wolf kind of syndrome. So that's right. You're shaking your head that you agree with that, Nelson. That's why yeah, he's I probably do. going yeah. to rehab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I mean, that's what it looks like on the face to me. I mean, that should be rock bottom for him to make him want to change his life. But it, to me, the cynic in me says that you're right on that. To go back real quickly uh, to explain what that guy got popped for, the difference between a Schedule 1 and a Schedule 2 drug and their legality is that a Schedule 1 drug just doesn't have any accepted medical use, technically. Both Schedule 1 and Schedule 2 are classified as substances that have a high potential for abuse. Schedule 2 drugs have been used medically, therefore they are not Schedule 1. Even though you hear the term medical marijuana thrown around, marijuana is technically a Schedule 1 narcotic. Well, I think you should get five years at least for each friend for being a bad friend. Yeah, just bad friend, <laughs> right. I don't know if that's a law anywhere, but being a leaving your friends in the backyard in freezing temperatures and not yeah. going to check to see if they're gone, we're just not checking. <laughs> Checking your backyard for three days? 
I don't I'm know. still wondering, like, where were their cars? Even if you didn't go check yeah. your backyard, they drove to your house. They didn't live next door. So did you? even if you didn't go in the backyard, you didn't see their cars in the front? How do you know they're not responsible drug users in Uber? Mm-hmm. Apparently they did <laughs> or, something because or, nobody thought to look for them for days. broke drug users and they walked there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and do these people not have, like, the guys that died, do they not have anybody else in their lives that are checked? Yes, one of them had a wife. His wife went over there on two. Remember I said, if my husband went to watch a football game on Sunday and he didn't come back home on Sunday, I would have been looking for him then. I wouldn't have waited until Tuesday. Yeah, midnight Monday. Right. It wouldn't have been 8 a.m. Monday. No. Yeah, even the cops give you 24 hours for a missing person. I mean. This was like 72 hours they were gone. (laughs) I'm looking for him immediately. What kind of relationship do you have when your wife doesn't miss you for three days? Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. How does she only look for you on Tuesday? Who knows? The wife right now might be going, God, you know, sometimes... God just has blessings in disguise. (laughs) I really didn't want him to come back anyways. Now he'll never come back. He felt nothing. He was so high. He had no idea. He was freezing to death outside. He died doing what he loved. Yeah, he he died doing what he loved. Again, people enjoy breathing more than any skydiving. Right. Bungee driving. People like breathing. People are fans. That's one thing we all have in common, right? <laughs> yes. Somebody should bring the world together by just having a breathing breathing convention. <laughs> Let's all breathe together. <laughs> I know we went through a period where we didn't want to breathe together, but all. now we're all breathing together. <laughs> all right. First round of headlines. Uh, Nikki D., what do you got? I'm going to tell you what flood rumor isn't true and why Costco return is going viral. All right. Two big stories from today. Getting your brain learned a little bit here with your first round of headlines here next. Stand by for news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. First round of headlines. Big thanks to good guys. Uh, Heating and air. 530. Good air. Nikki D. California (laughs) officials say you can't believe everything you see. H1. Cal OES is warning the public to not believe everything they see on social media. There is a video going around about a so-called mega flood. <laughs> it's a rough day for you so far. <laughs> a horrible day so far. Knocking stuff over. <sighs> Sidetracked. Right. The widely shared video said to be uh, an impeding flood that's going to be the worst in natural disaster history for California. California officials are saying this video is false. It's been going around and trending since uh tuesday and it's pretty much saying that we're going to get like 10 feet of rain that's going to fall it's going to rain 30 days non-stop um people are going to drown there's going to be landslides all these things are going to happen they're saying that's all false information well, well why did we hear it in the first place then who, because, who told us in the first place because somebody made a video and they put it on youtube and it sounds very convincing because i huh. watched the video and i was like oh my god yeah we talked about it. what's it called dougie t though what river uh atmospheric river oh yeah yeah we got the you know pineapple express atmospheric river a yeah. bunch of different names flash floods and yeah. You know. yeah and that stuff is real like the atmospheric river the thing all of that is real but we're not going to get 10 feet of rain that's going to come down we're not going to wash away california's not going to break apart from the united states these are all things that i've been hearing for a long time before I even came here as well. So. Your lips to God's ears. Right. Mm-hmm. So See what happens saying, today. We're going to be on a big old rowboat. Don't believe the hype. We're uh-huh. not. It's not a fear of that. They did have a flood that happened here in 1862. But since then, we've not had those issues. And a lot of the reasons why that flood back then was the way it was is because they didn't have things updated like we do now. So I see a lot of news stories regarding grabbing sandbags. 
And I wanted to, I was curious on if that's, you know, again, you know, we're still new to town. So, and, you know, everybody's lived in a state where there's natural disasters of, you know, hurricanes and tornadoes. You know, I'm accustomed to that, you know, rains and floods and all that right. kind of thing. But uh, the sandbags, that gets serious when you have to get sandbags. And so uh, I didn't know if that was a, a bit, you know, always every time you see a big rain coming, there's a news story, you know, sandbags, come get your sandbags. So I'm like, is anybody really going to get sandbags? Uh-huh. You know, and if you are, that's, you know, like, I'm not judging you. I just right. didn't know if that was, right. you know, we always talk about the fear of the mass media because fear works, right? It gets you to pay attention, gets you to listen, and, and it's all entertainment when it's all said and done. Uh, but the, the, the like, like then you get to a point where you're like, oh, nobody's showing up to get the sandbags. Right. You know, or what fear, do you do with the sandbags, though? You put them up against your house and, and any of the openings so the water doesn't get in. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. Yeah, I didn't even know. Try to block the water. Gotcha. But, you know, what did you think they did? I don't know. I've never done sandbags. You gotta work. Know. You got to work out during the floods, Nelson. <laughs> yeah. But is that if, what it is? If you want to look at a a, a, a a group of people that instill fear the most, it's the meteorologists. They love that stuff. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is they, they're not lying to you. They really believe it. Yeah. They're like the most passionate people about meteorologists love their job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely love their job. Even though they're wrong most of the time. Most and nobody the time. holds them accountable for right. it. No? But it's- when when they say flood sandbags, they're like, roll up the sleeves, take off the jackets, and they're like, you best get your damn sandbags. Storm yeah. watch. Storm watch, hurricanes, mosquitoes. Don't come out here. There's snakes out here. You know, I mean, they get they get up and they get gritty with that stuff. Because <laughs> they're out in the elements. All right, all right. Second story. A woman returned a used couch and some think she's trashy. H2. It is very intimidating going in there with a big giant purchase and you're returning it. So it's like very intimidating. There's a lot of people staring at you, but who cares? Return it. They have an awesome return policy. So this woman's going viral on social media because she's bragging about the fact that she bought a couch two years ago from Costco. And because their return policy pretty much says you can return anything and bring it back, she did. She loaded up the couch because she decided she did not like it anymore. No receipt, no anything. She takes it to Costco. She documents the whole thing, of course. It has to go on TikTok. And they give her a credit back on her credit card for $900 for this couch. Now, some people are saying, good for you for not keeping the couch and you don't want it anymore. Then other people are like, you're trashy. Why would you do something like that? Because now it's just going to raise prices of things if people do stuff like this. Well, I can answer, I can answer that question. What? Because she could. You got to change your policy. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you can't, that's not on her. That's on them. Like, you can't, can't judge the woman. She just, she's going by the rules. She's not breaking any rules. If their rule is you can return it at any time, yep. you know, you can do it. Like, there's some clothing stores, like Lululemon has a lifetime warranty on their clothes. So if something like a zipper goes wrong or something like that, you can take it back uh, and they'll replace it or give you a credit or something. Well, I agree with really? that. That stuff's expensive. Oh. Shoot. Well, nine hundred dollars. Nine hundred. Nine hundred dollars isn't expensive. There's nothing in a Lululemon store or certain closings. Nine hundred dollars is a lot of money. Nine hundred dollars is a lot of money. I, I can't believe that Costco took that back, but apparently so. Yeah, they'll take almost anything back. Like it's the most forgiving return policy. Really? Uh, yes. Bigger than better than Walmart? Yes. You can't. I mean, there's almost nothing they won't take back. Any in pieces. I mean, Costco is really like, they must be making some money somewhere. You know what I mean? To be able to soak up all of these. Well, you know, to their credit, they're really taking care of their people. If that's their, 
return yeah. policy. I guess, but then again, when somebody starts doing stuff like this and then documenting it, everybody's going to go run and take stuff back. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, I appreciate everyone, uh, a lot of people reaching out to me. Some people I haven't heard from in forever because of a post that I made last night. I don't normally get serious on social media, but after a very long day yesterday, uh, some things are told to me that made me kind of question me and some of the things that I do as I try to adapt to a new work environment, people, and rules. So I think uh, I need to fess up, own up, shoot out some apologies, and try my best to rectify the situation. I want to do my best to do that all here next. Hang on. Hey, welcome back. It's the BS. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey right there. That is a sniffling Nikki D. Get those sinuses fixed. I know. Got to do something. There's Nelson Kyle on the other side of the glass, Dougie T. And your phone number, 916-909-0985. Also use that to get in on the text machine. The live stream on the BSN 98 Rock Facebook page should be up here momentarily, which I believe is uh, doing exactly what I was afraid it was going to do. What? You know, it's, uh, you know, I just sometimes you just don't want people to see in the studio. No, no. And, uh, you know, so, you know, it's, if, again, um, last night I had posted, all day long I was in the rain. I was sitting out in the rain. I was contemplating. After the show, it was it was a rough run. You know, I had a talking to, and there was a couple things that were brought up to, uh, to me about me, you know, and it made me do some soul searching. Um and, uh, you know, of course, you want to fight things when people tell you things about you that you don't necessarily agree. I'm not as much as a fan of the rules I am. There are certain rules that, uh, you know, I just you know kind of go, uh, you bend them a little bit like everybody does. Right? Like it's like driving five miles over the speed limit. Right. You know, everybody does it, even though on paper it says you're supposed to do 65, but people go 70 and you don't get pulled over for it. That's kind of where I live. I live in that five miles over the speed limit world. And um, it was brought to my attention yesterday that, you know, I'm my name's Jason Bailey and I'm a dipper. I chew tobacco. I'm just a dumb redneck from from the South that's just trying to make a living, put food on the table, and uh, and, and, and I, 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 I do it in the studio. I've done it for my entire career, and I believe everywhere that I've worked, uh, whatever company it is, they, it was against the rules, but I did it. You know, it's kind. You know, so I, when it was brought up to me that this is a problem, and there's a bigger problem which I'm going to get to in a minute, but and I'm going to try to rectify this, and, and I am going to apologize because I need to. It's you know, I went through the 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 company handbook last night uh-huh. because I don't think that with all of my training that I really put the effort I should have put into it. So I read the thing front and back four times. Where'd you find it at? Uh, the internet. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> no, really, it was the internet. I found oh, no. it. They don't do a hard copy anymore. I don't think Nikki's read it either. Uh, I, I guarantee everybody's read it, it but me. Please, <laughs> please tell me this isn't about to pivot into other things you found into the manual that other people are violating, and you're going to call everyone to the carport right now. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, just the opposite. Okay, okay. And that's ki- that's. thank you for bringing that up, Nelson. That's mm-hmm. kind of my point, because in the handbook, there are so many rules you know, like abusive language and mm-hmm. offensive language and, you know, don't do these things and, 
you know, I'm I think there was something in there about, you know, religious term, you know, like GD has been used uh, that, like those things are that five mile per hour thing that we all just kind of accept. Mm-hmm. But no smokeless tobacco in the studio. That's right. on me. And I need to do better because I'm a leader. I'm a leader of the show. I'm a leader in life. And so with that, it was brought to my attention because of said problem. And it is a problem, especially for you young people. Don't ever do this, right? It is a problem. The problem has gotten bigger, so big that it's embarrassing to me and my family. And the problem is because of my addiction, I've been using too many paper towels. So I took the last roll of paper towels yesterday, and I guess this is a big to-do. I'm not joking. This is a big Uh to-do. So I was under the impression from management that I was the reason why there's always paper towels in the studio, Uh that I'm the only one that uses them, and I use it just for my addiction. Uh, And I didn't want to throw you guys under the bus, you know, because we do use them for other things like cleaning. Like I have one with me now. Like when I take a drink of coffee, sometimes I spill on my face. So I got to do this kind of thing. You're tearing up today. You got yes. nose boogies. And, you know, so I just said, yes, it's all me. So I took the heat. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want any of y'all to get in trouble, right? None of y'all, I didn't want you to get in trouble. So I took the heat. With Thank you. Thank you. With that being said, I'm going to rectify this situation. And I've got a guest on the phone right now. Uh-huh. Oh, God. And I think that what I'm about to do is a step in the right direction. Okay. Outside of possibly checking myself into rehab. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do first. What are you going to do? I'm going to replace the paper towels. I figured that's what you were going to say. I am going. I have already ordered a box that'll be shipped here, delivered to one person in particular, uh, as a gift from Amazon. Uh-huh. It is a bulk box of paper towels for all the paper towels that I've used since I've been here, uh-huh. with an apology and a verbal apology. Okay. There are 30 paper towels with 100 sheets per roll. Oh, that's a lot. I've been here for 11 months. Mm-hmm. So I figured that I've used, well, according to the meeting yesterday, I, I must have used at least 30, right? Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't realize how many paper towels I've been using. Oh, goodness. But it gets better, Nikki D. Oh. I'm going to welcome to the show right now. This is Val Sherman. Val Sherman is the owner of United Building Maintenance, Inc., this is the cleaning company of the building and our section of the building that supplies the paper towels. Really? Val, good morning. Good morning. All right. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. You know, and I pre- I know you're very busy because you've got numerous places that you make sure that are tidy, including ours. Your business does a phenomenal job of keeping this place clean, but I'm ruining it for you. I'm actually taking money out of your pocket, and I wanted to apologize to you personally for... My addiction and my problem. God. Well, I have to say, I think this is the first, but thank you. Yeah, not a problem. You think? So. You think this is the first time this has happened, Val? <laughs> so, so, Val, I want to tell you, and by the way, your people are the sweetest people. Every time I run into them, they are very, very sweet, very nice, very professional, unlike myself. So, thank you for that. Uh, don't, well, thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Val, don't worry about stocking us for paper towels for February. I got you. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, right? I mean, awesome. think about that. That's like $100 worth of paper towels that you don't have right. to buy for your company. Mm-hmm. Am I right? 
yeah, these are the calls we don't get. So See, thank you. Right, exactly. Like, think about this. You've never received a phone call live on the radio from a guy, pl- like, bleeding his heart, apologizing for his problem that, thank God, was, you know, and here's the other thing. It was brought to my attention, and from what I gather, it wasn't like a one-on-one thing. Uh-huh. I call these people sneaky angels. They're the ones, you know, a lot of other people call them tattletales, but I don't call them that. I call them sneaky angels angels because if it weren't for these people, and there's a lot of them here. I've never seen so many. Like, I'm in heaven right now. That's how many sneaky angels there are. All these people are looking out for me. Oh, okay. By saying you're using the paper towels? Well, that and the numerous other things, but I only got time for the paper towels today. Okay. You know? (laughs) So, Val, thanks to the sneaky angels, it was brought to my attention, I am going to supply the paper towels for United Building Maintenance, Inc. for this building here in Roseville, uh, California. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That is really impressive. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. And I have a relationship with Val, if you're wondering. You're like, I was like, how did you even find her? Right. <laughs> you don't worry about mine and Val's relationship. <laughs> oh, my God. I know a lot of people right now are going, how in the hell did you find the owner how? of the- How <laughs> right. find her? And that's for me and Val to know, right? Val, it's our own little secret, right? Oh it's absolutely our secret, yes. All right. Well- uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your services with uh, you know who, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much for the call. Wow. Much All right, take care, Val. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. How was that? Was that good? You are such a. Um, it, I can't even say it. it. I something. almost swore. Yeah, no. I almost swore. Don't do you it. You are a starter. Okay. <laughs> Like a start to a new journey in my life. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. You're it's, on the start to a new journey. I mean, can you think of how many he other... He called the building maintenance person. How, how did you find that? Well, I know how now that he said it, what he said in the end. I know how he found her. Uh, oh, oh, oh. She owns United Building Maintenance. I'm like, this is the best company <laughs> in town to clean your office building. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about how many people are stealing. And that's pretty oh much what God. how I felt yesterday. That's why, like, literally, I sat out in the rain all day thinking about this. Because it was raining and I was out there. But you stayed dry. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it? It's wild. Freak of nature. <laughs> Tell yeah. me. You know, just, yeah, it's just real wild. I watched the video so many times, like, he is extremely dry. You can't What's find happening? a drop. You and eight anywhere on that hoodie. You and 8,000 other people. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, my God. So think about how many people, like, st- steal stuff from work, take uh-huh. stuff from work. Don't uh-huh. think twice about it. Never admit to it. And that's kind of how I feel right now. Like, I was stealing these paper towels because there's no need for us to have this many paper towels. And I didn't realize, you know, like, I know it sounds silly. Like, some people are going, what's this guy talking about? Paper towels. Like, really? You know, I, I agree. But until you, like, have that one-on-one and somebody tells you this, it really starts, like, makes you, sec- makes you second guess. Like, I had a paper towel wow. That's what I called it. Paper towel wow. Paper towel wow. You know? give I don't, you shouldn't, but give him applause for that. <laughs> Just... So. A paper towel. Wow. All I know is I just went to the kitchen and there's no paper towels. So. You know why? Huh? I took the last roll. You got the la- oh, yeah. son of a gun. Yeah, so I, I don't know, like, I don't know how this whole thing started. I kind of have an idea. But so the last, so here's, I'll tell you the story. You know, pretty honest guy, right? So here's, I'll tell you the story. So that there, when it, when you take the last pa- roll of paper towels, there's a, uh, a, there's a sticky note 
for uh, the girl that we work with that you know was awesome at making sure all the stuff is stocked for us, right? Right. And so there's a note that says, if you take the last last roll of paper towels, let me know so she can reorder them. Who does she reorder them from? Val. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I went right to the source. Mm-hmm. So when I took it, you know, it would be one thing if I just took it. Well, I guess I don't know. I guess there is no reason for me to take it. I don't know. Mm. But the, the then it boils over to what I'm not supposed to be doing. I'm breaking the rules. Technically, I that's like that's that's like I could be I guess terminated for what I do, like the dipping thing. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I'm really. I'm, well, I broke the rules. You break the rules, you should be. Uh, you know, you should be booted. And that's in the handbook? Yeah. I mean, today, like, this could be my last show. This could be my last breath. Oh, my goodness. Because oh my of this. God. And oh I deserve every second of it. That's why I'm trying to do, like, call it what you want, kiss an ass or what. I'm trying to do my best to rectify the situation. So I ordered balk. Nobody orders balk. I ordered balk. Paper towels to be delivered here to one person. And it's going to go to their office so they can get it and, wow. and they can distribute how they please. And okay. that's on me. That's on my, now, Grant, I'm going to write it off, but that's on me. Right. You know, that's my gift to this building for my inadequacies. Well, then maybe it'll be no harm, no foul. You that's know, what I, I'm hoping for. I have always felt like I was like a professional, like an NFL level uh, petty, right? But like, you are first ballot Hall of Fame. Like, it would take a couple of cycles for me to get into the Petty Hall of Fame. You are going in first time your name hits the ticket. Soon as you're eligible, you're going to send it to an office? I'm sending bulk paper towels to an office? No, I'm replenishing. It's not, I mean, you like, I think, I think you're missing. Did you use the word petty and me in the same sentence? <laughs> How dare you? That. Never that. I'm not petty. <laughs> I've never been called that before. I think I just was, I choked on my words. I meant pretty. You're very pretty. That's what I, like, I, I was going, did he no, say pretty he or petty? No, petty, just like he's he pretty. said. He's pretty. What he meant. He's, I'm pretty sure I said pretty. I, I heard, I've, I've heard you call me pretty before, so I thought uh-huh. you were saying pretty. I didn't think yeah, you said just, petty. Just lost a connection. I mean, I, okay, well, I guess you guys don't think that's sweet what I'm doing. <laughs> I think it's very sweet what you did. Now I, I was trying know. to represent the show. Look, look again. Oh you know, the only defense I have is I'm a dumb redneck from the south that's trying to fit in, and I'm really trying hard. You know, but it's tough sometimes, and I'm not the easiest person to understand. I get that. I'm not the easiest, and if I don't, you know, like maybe I'm not the easiest person to get along with either. I don't know. I mean, like I, I try. That's all I can say is I try. So I think I've got to change my ways with certain things. Like if it's not, you can't, Bailey, you can't keep fighting stuff. Like at some point in time, you have to take a step back, physically take a step back and go, you know what? You're just an idiot and you got to fix this. And I figured the paper towels would be a step in the right direction. Now I'm not going to let you talk about yourself like that. You're not an idiot. Very smart man. Well, and you're not a redneck. Why do you keep saying that? Well, it, you're right. I'm not, I'm like half, but in the eyes out here, I am sure. Oh. Just because of where we moved from. Okay. In the right. eyes of people, because, you know, it's always yeah. that, well, it's the new kid at school. He's different. He's not mm-hmm. born here. He hasn't earned the right, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you're from the South. I'm, I'm from the South. Like, if I tell people I'm from Nebraska and they're not from here, they're like, you ride a cow to school? No, yeah. we have a city here. I live in that. You know, and the crazy thing about it is, and I'm trying to figure this out, is like, you know, the the idea of the West Coast is it's non-judgmental. It's, non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. it's, it's all accepting. 
But I find that the most the people that scream that the loudest are the most judgmental out of all of them. And I am so shocked, like so shocked that I just didn't expect to walk into that. I thought I'd be walking into the happiest place on earth. But you know what? It's been a blessing. It really has. It's been a blessing because I've been able to grow as a person. Have you since last night? Oh, I've grown a lot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just since. The, I got to tell you, the rain thing really kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> you get on that. The you rain get, help you grow like plants. You right? get on that border of hypothermia, you start to grow. Okay. <laughs> I see the growing. <laughs> so anyway, paper towels for everybody. Yay. On the house. I am sorry. I apologize. <laughs> it is me, not you. Thank you. Take a bow. <laughs> Take a bow. <laughs> Take a oh bow. my gosh. <laughs> oh my God in heaven. You have to evolve. We evolved 20 years ago when this happened, right? In this business. Mark the anniversary today of the day that changed the way that not only we did this business, this job in radio, but also how you consumed radio, television, movies. And really, it was the start, I believe. Of this, God, I hate this term, woke generation. Uh huh. 20 years ago today. If you want to put a day on when it all started, that's when it started. I'll tell you what that is here in a minute. Hang on. You know, that's the beautiful thing about this business that I love so much is that after the last conversation, which I'm not going to rehash, rehash, but now I'm seeing comments on social media and on our live stream on the BS and 98 Rock Facebook page. Calling it Paper Towelgate 2024. Yep. And people are asking how they can help the cause. <laughs> and so if you do want to drop off a roll of paper towels and come together as one, <laughs> reach out to us and DM us on the address and we'll send it to you. You can Google it. It's public information. But, God, it's like everybody at a concert singing in unison. It, would that not be the most beautiful thing to have thousands and thousands of paper towels. We can't use them all, so what do we do? We're good people around these parts. We donate them mm -hmm. to people without paper towels, the paper towelists, the unpaper towelsed. You know, those individuals are the real the real heroes, the ones that need it. So, I mean, it's just that's what I love about this business. You know, one conversation leads to another, and then everybody's got a good heart. Anyway, uh, 20 years ago today, 2004, uh, if you remember, we were watching the Super Bowl with the New England Patriots beating the California Panthers 32-29. Afterwards, Tom, what? Carolina. Carolina. What did I say? California. See? I'm so ingrained now. It's just everything with, everything with a C is California to me. Uh, Tom Brady was the MVP, and at halftime, we were not as shocked until afterwards and everybody making a big deal about Nipplegates. I gave you Paper Towelgate. 20 years ago, we experienced Nipplegates. Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake. By the way, side note, Justin Timberlake's back in the uh, public, eye, uh, public eye, the spotlight. He's got a new album, the NSYNC stuff. Don't think that's not on purpose with the 20-year <laughs> anniversary of Nipplegate. He's a smart guy, I guarantee, yes. and his people are very, very smart. Uh, but it changed everything. You know, I can tell you from, from our side of things, my side of things, radio side of things, the next day, it was everything was was different. Was it Michael Powell in charge of the FCC? You know, and it was an extremely conservative uh, outlook and over the top, like an almost vigilante conservative. Like I've got a lot of conservative values as far as tradition and family and stuff like that, but this was over the top. This was like a one man 
vendetta against the silliest things that radio had always been doing. So you saw uh, Howard Stern get booted from Terrestrial Radio, mm-hmm. which was a blessing to him. You know, right. you saw, uh, if you're familiar with Bubble Love Sponge, him get booted. I mean, he was on a station I was at. You might know the guy. And so, like, I was, uh, you, we just all saw it in real time happen. I was seeing friends of mine get fired in this business for the littlest and silliest things. I remember I saw uh, a, a, a guy that pre-recorded traffic. Like, your traffic's not live, right? It's all pre-recorded. comes from somewhere. So this guy, and it's all it's been like that for years. So this guy um, recorded it and accidentally posted the, the B-roll stuff of him saying, damn. Damn. Wow. The word damn, which is allowed on the radio. Yes. But everybody was so terrified, you know, because we work in a very knee-jerk reaction. Like, the people that run radio now, they do it all out of fear. Fear of losing their jobs. Because there's not many out there. You know, mm-hmm. I don't blame them. I mean, that's just how it is. The high-risk, high-reward days are over. You know, the rebellious medium, it's not us anymore. It's streaming. It's podcasting. It's internet. Because they can get away with this stuff. We have so many rules that we have to abide by. And there's this science to it. I always say there's too many scientists in the art museum. So Nipplegate launched that. Still to this day, 20 years later, blows me away that that halftime show changed. Not only this business, which affects you, the listener, but the world on mm-hmm. how we consumed and consumed entertainment. Right. What was given to us? Like, because it's just a snowball effect, right? You know, if you're a radio, you're a radio listener, and, you know, 20 years ago, times were different, right? We didn't have all this other stuff, and, you know, you didn't, we didn't have as much competition, so, you, you know, we had more radio listeners. TV was changed as well. Yes. Dump buttons were mandatory after that. Which is amazing to me that they weren't before. Right. If you're not familiar with a dump button is, it's a button you push that takes away the delay of the on-air broadcast. So if somebody slips up, you can then delete it uh, from your ears. You wouldn't even know a difference if you don't pay Mm -hmm. any attention to it, you know. So, uh, but it was, to to watch that whole thing go down, you know, and I always wondered, like, people not in this business, how did it affect them other than them talking about it? Right. It didn't because I wasn't in this business during that time. I didn't know any anything about any of this until I got into it. And it was just it happened. It was something we talked about. And then you moved on. But see, I disagree with you, Nikki D. It did. And you didn't know it. Oh, mm-hmm. OK. How so? Because what you would listen to or watch prior uh-huh. has now been changed. But see, we didn't know it was changed. Well, that's that's the trick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the mind depth. That's the trick. Is that you didn't, you know, I, but I think some people did because they would hear people that were, you know, I had to, you know, lighten things up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, you know, certain people with kind of an edge and what they did and some of the mm-hmm. words and how they used them. And, you know, I, I, there's words that I can't use anymore. I mean, there are words, you know, you could use on the air and you just can't do it anymore. Uh, but it was tense. It was really, really tense. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, you know, where, where people were walking around just kind of like, you're next. I can tell. <laughs> like, you know, it was that kind of weird thing. What's that, Dougie like, T? Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you. What I remember the most is when it came out, They, you know, we begged. We're like, all right, what can we not say on the radio? And they said, well, we'll know when we hear it. Right, right. Yeah. It was, yeah. We'll let you know when we hear it. Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't that too late? Right. No, it's yes. not too late. And one of the things they told you is that the station's not paying the fine. You are. You're paying the fine. That's yeah. another well, thing. The, yeah. Well, I mean, both people are fine, though. Like, the talent is fine and the radio station is fine. Those, those are separate fines. Well, I but I but in those days we didn't know. Mm. It was like the the their one side was going, You're paying for it, and the other side and I think they did that because we didn't know and it scared you even more to be careful. 
So everybody was uh, walking on eggshells. Vanilla radio. Yeah. The real the real catch twenty twenty of all of it, or catch twenty two, or whatever. Now she says it so much, I say the wrong thing. <laughs> um, the real problem with all of it is indecency is not defined by the FCC. Indecency is defined by those who are offended and then complain. There is nowhere in a government manual anywhere that the F word is written down. Really? It's not it is not defined. Did not know it that. Is, it is what we culturally and as society deem to be acknowledged as indecent. Right. So that's like when one person complained. What did I say the other week that the lady complained about? Um the email that was sent there? Yeah. You remember what it was? Yeah, it's because you said that um I was not pretty enough to be roofied. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so that was funny. So, like, obviously, it's a joke, right? right? It was a joke, you know, because of the conversation. Everything's in context. And it was funny. I had a program director once tell me just anything you say, how would it how would it be if somebody just read it? How would it be? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's not my problem. That's not the business I'm in. Yeah, is this open court? Because yeah. that's definitely not going to play well for you. <laughs> right. You know, so that joke that I made with Nikki, like, none of this is written down, right? This is all this is all improv right. stuff. It was a joke within conversation. Someone was extremely upset about that. Uh-huh. Um, now, thank God, you know, when it was brought to my attention, it was it was cool. It wasn't like you're a bad person. It was this and this and this and that. It was very kind of. It was like, hey, just you know, be careful. There are people that are, you know, just which is totally acceptable, and that's the way it should be handled. And I commend those that brought it up to me for saying it that way. Uh-huh. And twenty years ago, right after Nipplegate, it would have been like. We've got to work it uh, out an exit plan for you, <laughs> Be, and th- because you one one person, one person like Nelson says, if they find it indecent, mm-hmm. it's it's the loud vocal minority. Mm-hmm. Do you find it interesting that this is twenty years ago that this Nipplegate went down, and now Justin Timberlake is all you see in the news right now? No, I just said that it's on purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I started out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I said. It's, it's no secret that him launching the new album and tour mm-hmm. and stuff is not strategic. Because people will bring this up, you know. Yep. If it were 19 years, maybe not. 20 years, you know, it's kind of a thing. Right. You know? and, it, and it was one of the, if not most memorable, for all the wrong reasons, Super Bowl halftime shows of all time. Yep. You know, as far as a favorite performance, not even close for me. Mine is 2001, Aerosmith, Nelly, Britney Spears, NSYNC, uh, and oh, that, yeah. that one. Because you had a mixture of everybody. I like the year that he did the Trolls um, show during halftime, and I don't remember which one that was, but that was one of my favorites. Yeah, so the Prince, the Bruce, you know, as far as performance goes, that's one thing, and that'll be another conversation as we lead up to the Super Bowl, but uh, this is is remembered for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. There's Mm -hmm. not another Super Bowl halftime show that left a mark like Nipplegate did 20 years ago because it still exists. Yep. You know, nobody's talking about my favorite halftime show. Nobody's talking about Katy Perry coming out on the big mm-hmm. lion. Nobody's even talking about a couple years ago with that amazing halftime show where you had, you know, 50 Cent and Eminem and Dre and all that. That was so cool, right? That was awesome. That mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. a huge nostalgic steroid. Uh, and people, if you bring it up, they'd say it's cool, but they're not 20 years from now going to uh, celebrate it. No, no, no. People only still bring that up when they try to poke fun at 50 Cent because they said he looked like a fat bat. Yeah, he, <laughs> Hanging upside down was with a with a bulletproof vest. I know that was his gimmick back in the day. Not the not the best move for my man. Got nothing but love for you, dude. But 
Even I know when I take my pictures, it's from the gut up. Right. <laughs> or chest up. Yeah, that was funny. 20 years ago. And so we still don't know if it were, you know, it was planned. We uh-huh. don't know. The, nope. Like, you want to talk about conspiracies, you conspiracy theorists. Look into that one. Yep. Right. Like, they just, they've they've kept, they both Janet and, and Justin and their and their camps have kept kept that tight-lipped for 20 years. Yep. Oh, God, it almost just, I mean, it really destroyed Janet's career at that point. Like Right? And then that's like the sexist part of it, is mm-hmm. Justin was fine, Janet not. Yeah. She's the one fact, who suffered. He, you know? Yeah, his career took off at that <laughs> right. point. Yeah. Like skyrocketed. Like if you want to know the definition of a sexist society, yeah. 20 years ago is it. Right. You know, she was the one got, that got beat up. Not Justin. Just this year, like end of last year is the first time I've heard Janet Jackson's name attached to a tour in probably 20 years. But I tell you what, if that happened today, it would be Justin. Yep. Yes. He would be, the, he'd sure be, would. He'd be the aggressor oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and he would be, I can't believe, arrest that guy, sexual assault, put him yep. on law and order, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. All right. Second round of headlines. Then we'll get you those government mule passes and CD. The top of the hour. What do you got there, Nikki D? I'm going to tell you what population boom is hitting Cali and who Mark Zuckerberg had to apologize to. Yeah, it's a good story. I too. Big stories from today. Get your second round of headlines here next. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's news, time news, for today's news. top two. Yeah, second round of headlines. Big thanks to good guys. Heating and air. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Miss Nikki D. Seniors are about to take over the population and not the class of 2024. H3. California is headed for a demographic shift that could irrevocably alter its trajectory for decades to come. Its senior population is set to double over the next 25 years. And- Potty mouth. Wow, she didn't say anything bad. California's population is aging, and in the next decade, state officials estimate one in every five California will be at least 65 years old. Now, the reason why this is a topic of discussion is because there's concerns about housing for senior citizens. As we know, the cost of living in California is astronomically high and a lot of seniors cannot afford to live here so they're opening up these senior communities to get them in so that they have to pay at lower cost Um, one particular senior that they interviewed for this particular article that i looked up she said that she had to live in her car for almost a year before she could get into one of these um, senior communities now she's in and she loves it so Hopefully they're going to start now with building up more of these communities so we don't see the unhoused population go up and it be a bunch of seniors. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I mean, I think we all know this. I'm not saying anything anybody doesn't know. I mean, it's almost unlivable. I mean, like, yes. as far as mm-hmm. wages and, yes. and, and the price of everything, Yeah, I think what the you have to make on average for the bare minimum is like $88,000, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not, I mean, that's the bare minimum. And yeah. that's the SAC B. It's not like some weird website that released that statistic. You know, it's actual news professionals that went in and dug in and found it, that out. It just, you know how I feel about the, the elderly. It just breaks my heart. They lived their whole lives being told that, you know, everything was going to be okay. Just do this. Be loyal. You know, at the end, you'll get this. Don't worry. Your Social Security will do this. And then they're in a situation, yep. you know, because you never know what's going to happen along the way, right? You're going to have emergencies mm-hmm. and this and that. My grandmother lived off of like 400 and so, no way she could do it now, but she lived off of like, she got 400 and some dollars from the government every month. She right. lived off of that. Right. 400 and some dollars. I mean, she passed the 99, but like I have the, the uh, a ticket stub of her social security money. Uh-huh. It was like 475, 38 or something like that. I was like, 
damn, Graham, I wish I would have known. You know, to quit school and, you know, dealt drugs or something to get you a nice place. I was like, now I understand a little bit better why my mom did the things that she did. You know, she's trying to take care of everybody. So it's 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 bad. But the population for a lot of places is on the upper spectrum. And it's not all doom and gloom is, you know, just because you're in your like 60s or something, uh-huh. you know, like 40s, the new 60 or 60s, the new 40, I guess. Like people don't look like they did at that age when we were younger. Right. You know, I was talking to a, a guy, he's um, he's in the in this business, a programmer in, in, in Florida, and we were having this conversation yesterday about the demographics, and I was like, you know, it's not a bad thing. Those are the ones that, you know, listen, want to spend money, they mm-hmm. get it. You know, the younger generation doesn't get it. Right. You know, which you kind of, and, and that's not a shot to y'all, I'm just saying you guys have different things that's going on with you. Right. So uh, it's not it's not all doom and gloom as far as, as, as people get older. You know, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right, second story. Mark Zuckerberg was beat up in court yesterday, age four. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Mm. Oh, that guy was, railed him. He mm-hmm. did. He railed him. He wouldn't even let him talk. He kept. He looked like a scared little child to me in that hearing with this guy just going at him, going at him. I'm like, gosh, let him answer your questions. Sheesh. Yeah. It was during a, ser- a Senate hearing yesterday that Mark Zuckerberg apologized to families whose kids have been harmed by social media. He said, "In quote." No one should go through the things that your families have suffered. One of the senators, I found his name very funny. His name is Dick Durbin. And he mm-hmm. said that social media has given predators, quote, powerful new tools to exploit children. A lot of truth to that, you know, but then you go, who's the culprit? Who should be held responsible? Is it all Mark Zuckerberg? Now, granted, no. well, I know, but granted, he's in the hearing. He has to take responsibility. Right. His apology was... Very timid and very scared, but at least he did it on a, in a public forum. But then I would have been scared and timid if this guy was. Well, I wouldn't have been. I would have been pissed. I probably would have yelled back at him. But I could see how he felt like that in the moment with how um, aggressive that guy was. So if you take it for what it was, and that was we're talking to you about Meta, then yes, you have to take responsibility for it. But parents also have to take responsibility. Absolutely. But here's the thing: is there's going to be cracks in both. You know, mm-hmm. parents aren't going to be able to get everything. I know we're supposed to. You're supposed to. But you're not going to get everything. Mm-hmm. And But this is also the Internet. He can't govern every scenario on the Internet of what's going to happen or what could happen. He can only do what he can do and put certain things in place, like he said. At this point, it's not one person to point the finger at in these cases. Well, he better, I don't agree with that. Better, He looks scared, though. You're like, dude, this guy's worth billions of dollars. He's like the judo guy. He looks right. scared he's getting, to death. He's getting ripped apart. It's like a wrestling promo that was put on him. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be great at WrestleMania. This is going to be cool. He's All out right. of his element. Uh, government Mule will be at the venue February 16th. You also got a Government Mule CD, all courtesy of Thunder Valley. If you want to purchase these tickets, Ticketmaster.com. Uh, we got a pair to give you. We'll do a round of nothing personal. We go to our super secret special website. We find real stories of people that had a brush with love and are looking for that person once again. So I need two players. Your options will be man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Nikki D will help you out along the way. Whoever has the most points will get the tickets for Government Mule. 916-909-0985. Again, 916-909-0985. First come, first serve. Start lining up. Nothing personal here next. Hey, girl or dude. 
Won't you come and get you some of this? The BS knows all about missed connections. Hey, how you doing? But can you guess the sexist? It's time to play Nothing Personal. By the way, you're welcome if you're on the stream. The BS Eoki that just took place for Mr. Brightside. One I of think my fish. they all left the yeah. street. That was a no. win right there. Tara wants that pull. Don't worry, Tara. I'm going to grab it for you. Yeah, see? The Bugars <laughs> loved it. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it was good stuff. All right. I believe it's eager eyes. I thought it was eagle eyes. So I don't know. I believe it's looking into your eager eyes because he's about to, you know, smash. Doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not him. I'm me. Well, I, I know, my but like, what woman do you want to look at sexually and then you, she's got eagle eyes? What does that even mean? It means like she's like... like are they <laughs> looking multiple directions? That means directions? she's exotic. Yeah, she's... Thank you, Nikki yeah. D. Exotic. You don't know about, about a woman's eyes. Exotic. You think an eagle is an exotic pet? That's America, yeah. an eagle. Right. Go American eagle. That's all I want. I mean, I want me an American woman. Look at my eyes. That's what I want. He just kept saying eagle eyes. I know. It's that, I thought, I thought, yeah. <laughs> Look up the lyrics. There's, there's certain versions. I think the UK version. There's certain versions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's uh, the BS. Hey, thanks for listening. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson, Kyle, Dougie T. Let's uh, do a round of nothing personal. We got Misty and Antelope. How are you, Misty? Hi. Hi. How are you? I said, how are you? <laughs> I am good. I'm doing drop off for school. Oh, <laughs> uh, you ever going to go back and pick them up? Probably not, huh? They're <laughs> um, lucky. Right, right. All right. Your competition here is Don. How are you, Don in Sheridan? How are you, Don? Hey, how are you guys doing this morning? On top of the world. Feeling good. Feeling a little hot, but feeling Doing good. Great. Yeah. All right. Here's what's going on, y'all. Uh, we got government meal passes up for grabs at the venue, Thunder Valley, February 16th. Also throwing in a government mule CD. The game is called Nothing Personal. Well, we go to our super secret special website. We find real stories of people in and around Sacramento that had a brush with love. You, with the help from Nikki D, she's going to help both y'all out. Uh, need to tell me, is it man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman? Do we understand the rules, Misty and Don? I do. All right. You get it right. You get a point. If not, your competition gets to steal here we go. Misty, you are up first. Red Hawk, family restaurant with me, Placerville. Yo, I'm the one that played slots with you. I stuck $40 in your machine. Then we and then someone found ourselves together in the restroom. But there was no resting to be done. You were light-skinned with a tattoo on your face. When I left, I handed you another $20. (laughs) I'm an idiot. I forgot to get your number. You said someone was going to let you stay on his property so you won't be at the casino again. So IDK, how to find you. I want to link up again. You dirty, 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 dirty slot machine. Mm. No, I added that thing. I was just moving on. All right, man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. About 30 seconds. Give me an answer. All right, Misty. Um, Somebody came by and put money into somebody else's slot machine. I think that's a man thing to do. Um, But then they went to the bathroom and did some things, and there was a tat on the other person's face. So that threw me off. Originally, I thought it might be a woman, but I'm thinking this could be some dude-on-dude action. Ooh, dude-on-dude, Misty. What are you thinking? 
You know what? I'll go with that because honestly, I have no clue. That's all right. Are you sure? Didn't say I, poker. Well, because I, yeah, I, I think that sounds good. Okay. Man on man is your answer. Yeah. And that is. That's right. Oh, let's go. That's correct. Right out the gate. Here we go. Yeah. All right, Don, let's, let's stay with Misty here. She seems to be in fuego. That's fire oh, for those that don't speak Spanish. No. I thought it was hot. Still looking for A. Haven't talked to A since 2018 due to falling out. If only I could touch you one more time the way you touched me. Last I knew, you were living in Sacramento. I haven't ran into you the way we used to, but oh, just imagine if we did the things. I miss the way you would climb me like a pole and how easy you were to toss around. Let's put this time and drama behind us. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. All right, Don. This is Don, not you, Misty, but you do have to pay attention in case he gets it wrong. Okay. All right, Don. They had a falling out. Um, They haven't ran into each other recently. He misses her climbing him like a pole, and he could toss her around. This gave me straight man for woman vibes. Yeah, totally. Man for woman, just straight up? Yep. All right. Yep. Locking in. All right, there you go. Man for woman, that is... Correct, Mundo? That's right. Let's go. That's correct. There you go. Yeah. All right, one apiece. All right. Misty, next one. Here we go. Nothing personal. All right. The Bel Air and Antelope. I purposely go through your line. You appear shy. Reserved, but I know there's an animal in there somewhere. I know how to make that tiger roar. <laughs> I've got all the tools we need to get you out of your cage and back on the prowl. I don't want to tame you. <laughs> That'd be criminal. A creature such as yourself in the wild? That is a thing of beauty. I added the kiss. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Misty and Nikki D. What do we got? All right, this one was tough. But Bel Air is a grocery store. I know that much. Is it? Yes, it is. And so they were referring to a grocery store clerk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think... The only thing that's throwing me off is they're saying that it was a wild animal, tiger vibes. Um, I know that this is a woman talking. I just don't know if she's talking to a man or another woman. It's what I'm kind of... Mm. Well, because they mentioned they've got all the tools. Right. <sighs> I think maybe woman for man. Oof. What a great answer. Okay. Woman for that. man. Misty, you want to lock in woman for man. The only thing that's throwing yeah. me is it's a grocery store. And it's mostly women who be working there. But I don't seen a lot of men recently in there, too, though. I don't know. We're going to man for woman. I mean, woman for man. Woman for man. Ugh. That's wrong. That's incorrect. Ah! 
All right, Don, for the steal, woman for man is wrong. What do you got? I'm thinking the tools to get you out of your cage. That sounds like a dude. Uh, so I, I'm thinking uh, man for woman. Man for woman. Oh, no, I definitely think it's woman for woman. Yeah, woman. Well, Missy, it's not no, your Missy, turn yet. Hold turn. on. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go with Missy and Nikki then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so what did you say? Woman for. I said woman for woman. Locking that in, yeah. Don. Woman for woman. Let's lock it in. That is. That's correct. That's right. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Who said I'm gonna go with Misty and Nikki D? <laughs> <laughs> I have been here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don, by the way, just so you know. What's that? I said this is Jerk Don. By the way, hey, oh, Jerk Don. Don. So I, uh, I have been here. I didn't know it was a grocery store. Okay. They have uh, the basketball hoops in the back. Every time I go there, people are fighting. No. Yeah. No, that is not the grocery store. Yeah, no, in the back. No, there's not hoops in the back of the grocery store. Uh, the one I went to, they did. No, they did not. Yeah. They... You're talking about a French Prince of Bill. I am not. No, this is a grocery <laughs> chain. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm there's like, a court behind the basket. I thought maybe no. there was a court behind the Bel Air. I said to myself initially, did I miss him? No. Then I'm like, I know what he's doing. He played basketball back in Philly. Yeah, he's when he Philadelphia. got out to Bel Air, when when he got out to Bel Air, that was all basketball was done. A buddy of mine was there, and he got a fight. No. And he had to go and live with his uh-huh. family. No. Uh, he's out here now, by the way. <laughs> no. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. So uh, Don, you got two. Misty, you got one. Jerk Don. Here we go. The board is yours. Welcome to Nightville, Sacramento. Fail. Fail. Night Vale, Sacramento. We're all on the same page. We met at the Night Vale live show a couple weeks ago. You had just enough green hair to get a good grip on and a punk jacket that would look better on my floor, if you know what I mean. You asked for my gram, but I instead wanted to slide in more to your DMs. Slide. Let's get together and put on a live show of our own. That's it. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. That's it. Yeah. Sheesh. 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 Uh, okay. Um, they're at a concert. Green hair with a punk jacket. Mm. Somebody wanted to slide in DMs. Slide. Mm. And don't forget to pull in the hair part. That's a total dude move. Yeah, it's Missy's turn right now. <laughs> No, well, it's Don's turn. Oh, it's Don. Yeah, it's Don's oh, turn. Yeah. yeah, he's got he's got oh, board yeah, times he too. Stole. Yeah. Oh, he stole. Okay. Uh, yes, so okay. what are you thinking? It is Don. I'm thinking uh, man for woman. Man for woman. You know what? I'm gonna go with you on that one because I have no idea for this one for the first time ever in life. Got to tell you, it's pretty strong. Man for woman. Locking that in, jerk Don. Yes, sir. That's right. Oh, that's correct. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Here we are. Uh, three to one, Misty. We got some time. You got to get this right. If you don't get this right, game over. That's just how it works. Here we go. Okay. Stranded, Elk Grove. It was around 1 p.m. Not sure if you needed help. I was ready to be your hero, but only if it was going to get me a reward. <laughs> I know a little something about being stuck in the mud. Just as I was going to stop... I saw a roadside assistance pull up. I was hoping to be your helping hand. 
Instead, I'll just have to sit and wonder what your rough hands feel like on my skin. Unless, of of course, you see this. <laughs> of all the lines you actually read verbatim, and that's the one, you clearly know that there's not supposed to be two ups there. Well, I read it verbatim because it gives clues to them on how these people spell. Okay. Is it your fault or their fault? Nelson's fault. I've always done that because it tips it tips the players. Yeah. I've always thought you were attacking me. Of course. Join join the join the group. Of of course. Unless of of course you see this and want to phone a friend. <laughs> That's what it says. Uh, Laugh at me. <laughs> Give you paper towels. All right, uh, man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. All right, seeing somebody stranded on the side of the road wanting to help them, it's normally not a woman thing to do. But then she says, um, hoping to know how your rough hands feel on my skin. That is total woman thing right there. So I think this is a woman for a man. He was stranded on the side of the road. He had to have been extremely attractive for her to even think about pulling over to help him. So I want to say woman for man. Misty, you got to get this. Woman for man. I agree. All right, you agree. I agree. You understand if you don't win, Jerk Don's going to win, and nobody wants that. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Jerky Don, I guess, will win. This guy's the biggest lying douchey pencil I've ever met. Uh Oh, I'm just kidding, Don. Hello. 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 All right. What would you say? Woman for man? Woman for man. That's incorrect, unfortunately. Oh! What was it? Incorrect. It is man for man. Man for man. Man for man. man. Jerk Don's is man for man. Misty, we love you like a play cousin on our mom's side. You can try back again tomorrow. We'll do Game of Tones. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thanks for playing, okay? Thank you, guys. All right, take care. Have a good one. Jerk Don, Government Mule, you're going to see him at the venue, Thunder Valley, February 16th. Also, Government Mule CD, Ticketmaster.com for anybody else who wants to buy tickets, okay? Who are you taking with you? Let's go. Let's go. You're going to take your fake wife with you? Um, yeah, that's a story for another time. Y'all uh, broke up? <laughs> I don't believe Uh-oh. I don't believe anything. I know. I don't you believe, just never know He's going to tell us a story like he's in jail, getting pounded <laughs> or something, just some weird <laughs> stuff. All right. Yeah, hold- you, don't, you don't know where this phone has been. Yeah, well, I can imagine. All right, hang on, Jerk Don. Don't go on. <laughs> <laughs> Goofy, dude. All right, so I got to hear this. I don't know the whole story, so I'm with y'all listening right now. The saga of Nelson's semi-evicted apartment (laughs) where we did the Nelson's Most Honest Estate Sale. Nikki's still in charge of the rest of the crap that's there. But most importantly, you have to turn in the keys. Yes. And I guess from what I'm gathering, he's got quite the reputation at this place because of how they treated you. Yes, absolutely. That story here in a minute. Hang on. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. If you'd like to participate, maybe get in on the text machine here. I guess Nelson, uh, after he dips, is that common to just leave all of your stuff behind in an apartment that you're being evicted from and to, like, not even say goodbye to the front office? Is that normal? No. No, I didn't think so. But it does happen. People do do it. Yeah. What do the apartment places do with all this stuff? They throw it out. Really? Now, you're telling a whole different story now, because as I was in the thick of it, worried about, do I need to throw a bunch of this stuff away? Should I delay leaving by a day and screw everything up? You go, 
You ain't getting that security deposit back anyway. Just you're leave not. it for them. Oh, you're, you're not. T- you're, I never said that. You're talking about Nikki. No, no I'm I talking. Oh. I'm talking about Miss Nikki D. Well, that's kind of rude. All oh, those people then got to do all that work. Well, they do have to do it, but he already owes them money anyway. He's not going to get his deposit back, so he didn't have any other choice. Now, am I saying this is how you should leave apartments? No, but in his case and what he had going on, he didn't have another choice. So I was just letting him know people have done this. It is what it is, and this is what you have to do. It's very people? unprofessional. I got to tell you, I, I, people? I do not condone this. Yeah. yeah, people, people. Yeah, no specific people have done this in their past, and then based on that, mm. uh, that happening this in their life, recommended me. it to someone else. This is not about me. This is about you. Oh, I've taught her people. so well. Yeah. I, the deflect. It's not about me. I love it. Yeah, good girl. <laughs> Nicely done. Nice work. Nice try, people. <laughs> so Nikki is but responsible. You're you're responsible for all this stuff. I mean, I'm technically not responsible. I turned the keys in. Okay, well, that's what I'm getting to. So we did the big Nelson's Most Honest Estate Sale, sold some of the stuff. I salvaged uh, the personal stuff that Dum Dum leaves behind. And, uh, you know, you're welcome, by the way. I'm still waiting for- I said thank you. Still waiting for my sleeve of Skull Long Cut Mint Extra, which will not be dipped in this studio, but will be done at my house and in my car- and then I'll send you your personal belongings. Well, at approximately 3 p.m. your time, I will have the money to buy that dip, and I will then put it in the mail. Okay, I'll be waiting by the doorstep. Back out in my rain. My rain. <laughs> out in the rain. <laughs> like I was Bone yesterday. dry. Stay in the dry. Rain. So, uh, so all this stuff is still up. I mean, we're talking like like beds and, and, and stuff and kitchen and dressers. The Mayflower, the dresser that came over in the Mayflower, nobody took. Mm-hmm. Nobody took the Mayflower dresser. Come on. Which is crazy. I mean, somebody's going to grab Dang. that and- you know, a museum's going to go, oh, my God. Somebody no, somebody's somebody's going to throw it away, not even knowing. Yeah, the two ladies at the end oh, took, yeah, the they took the dolly. <laughs> they took the dolly. I don't yeah, know if they paid I, for it, but they took it. They I meant to tell you to take it for yourself. That was a good dolly. Who, for me? Either one of you could have had I would have read, rather had either one of you had it for free than than a stranger. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I could have used a dolly. They ain't cheap. Yeah, it, it was, was a nice good dolly. Too. So Nikki takes the keys back to the front office. And turns them in for Nelson. How did that go? So I go into the office. I have the keys on the little ring. And I say, I'm, you know, I'm turning these in <laughs> uh, for apartment, whatever, whatever. And so he pulls out a piece of paper and he's like, well, he hasn't filled out this paperwork. So this paperwork has to be filled out before I can take the keys. I said, well, he's gone. He's not here anymore to fill out any paperwork. <laughs> so he said, well, you're going to have to do it. I said, no, I'm not. I, I don't well, live here. <laughs> we need you to sign this and put your bank account information <laughs> right. right here. He's like, you're going to have to do it. I said, no, I'm not. I, I don't live here, so I'm not going to do it. So he's like, well, I can't take those keys from you. I said, I mean, at this point, I don't know that it matters if you take them from me or not. Yeah. He said, but hold on. I'll, I'll call Nelson. So I called <laughs> Nelson up, and I said, the apartment people don't want to take these keys because they said it's more paperwork you have to sign. He's like, well, clearly I can't sign it. Can he email it to me? I said, can you email it to him? He's like, well, yeah, I guess I can do it. He's like, tell me the apartment number again. So I give him the apartment number again. He pulled, he has his paper out already like he thought I was going to fill it out. He goes in his keyboard. He's looking it up. Before then, though, he's he's pretty nice to me, even though I'm not nice back to him. He's pulling it up, and then he <laughs> Glad looks. you said that. <laughs> that was nice that you pointed that out. <laughs> and then he looks at the apartment, and now his whole demeanor changes. Now he's nasty with me. He's like. Hmm. Oh, it doesn't. It, it doesn't even matter. Just, just uh, give me. Just give me the keys. So, like, do you have? Do you have? Do you have heat with these people? Like, no. are are you like? Do you guys are have been fighting when you lived here? No, I mean, other than uh, other than like stuff that didn't get fixed. Uh, 
fast or like when they switched um the, they switched the way you paid your rent like to a different company and then didn't tell anyone like oh we forgot to send the email out this is where you log in now and because none of us were uh pre-registered we all got charged like a 60 dollar fee to pay our rent for a couple of months so you probably had some snippy back and forth with them. i did yeah i can see that oh so you and there are ro- like there are a rotating door of employees in that front office so it was the vibe got weird yeah, he just gave me an attitude like like he didn't want to touch the keys all of a sudden. He's like, you can just give me the keys. You don't have to do anything. You can just go. You know, I, I got to tell you what I, what I would have done as soon as he said, you know, like, I can't take these. I'm like, I don't think you understand. You don't have an option. <laughs> like, it's like you're there. I'm here. Here are the keys. I'm not leaving with them. You know, so this, this is kind of null and void. It's a moot conversation that I'm going to give you the keys. One way or the other, these keys will be around you either i'm going to throw them at you or you know like why would you say i can't take the keys like obviously you are going to leave the keys so he would have been smart by saying let's find a way that we can put this to bed so i can right, accept the keys right right like, it doesn't matter to right? me one way or the other you've just been served with a set of keys yeah you've just been served with, yeah right served right. with a set of keys it's just you're gonna have to remake the, these keys if you don't take the ones in my hand that's how i looked right. at it i'll go throw them in the trash it don't matter to me now did you keep a key no 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 i just gave i always keep thing. a key I always keep. I a key. usually keep a key too. I'll make a copy, like any house that I've lived in. I, I don't know why. I just feel like someday. I was I'm like, like, have you ever gone back and used the key? No. Or so mm-hmm. you just keep one just to have. I do. <laughs> no, yeah. that's clutter. Yeah, I don't want a key. It's psycho. Is what it is. I don't want a key. <laughs> I've still got a. I've still got a master key that to one of the first radio stations I worked at. It was just <laughs> in an office building, and maintenance left the master key, and I took it, and I never gave it back. I got and keys. I don't know to this day. I assume that it's still the same company. I, I would assume the master still works. I couldn't bring myself to get rid of my keys to my house back in Georgia. I love that house. Still, I mean, it's like the only house that I've had such emotional attachment to, and that door that we had that we put in was beautiful. Uh-huh. lock and stuff so every day i just sit there and look at that key. it's a cool key too it's a big you fat sit key. and look at it every day every day oh my god every day <laughs> that's not healthy every day so you leave the keys so you can no longer get back in there no and all of his stuff's still there it's still in there they still hadn't um, put anything on the door it's so odd. still not been evicted yet no so just, now that they have the keys back and they know for sure he's gone they'll probably now go in there and clean it out i'm trying mm. to figure out for people that do this, namely Nelson, like, are you just rude for doing that? Or I, I am people who did this one time. I'm not people who do this. But you've done this. That's what I'm saying. You are currently doing this. So it's I like, have, yes. to me, it doesn't make any sense. Like a guy that is, you know, strapped for cash, doesn't have a lot, yet you leave the things that you do have behind that yeah. you would have to buy again, whether it's a plate, a fork, a bed set. It doesn't matter. That's still, you know, cash money. A dollar is a dollar. I just don't understand. It's like people that would rather pay interest rates than pay it off. Like you're not getting anywhere. You're getting yourself more in debt. You're costing yourself money. It's just because he did not plan properly. There's no other uh, reason. There's not an excuse. He just didn't plan properly. I wonder this can't be a thing. There's nobody like Nelson out there that does this. There he is. And then if you do it, do you forget and leave behind and have regrets the rest of your life that you didn't take what you needed to take? What are you laughing at? 
I'm just laughing, and she knows what I'm laughing at. You're right. There are people that do this kind of stuff. Closer to you than you think. Doug? Yeah, not Doug. Not me. Yeah, not Doug. <laughs> so we got two scholars. There scars. are people who do this. Yeah, she's, Nikki D, there are. She's burying you, and you're actually being sweet, aren't you? Yeah. Like... <laughs> she's sitting here. Like, I didn't know that she was such as bad as, as, bad as you yes. are. Yes. Yeah. Whatever, you ain't getting that security deposit back anyway. Make them clean it. <laughs> oh, so she's an enabler. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gee. yeah, she's talking on both sides that. of her wig right now. You didn't no, tell me before because... this segment that you were an enabler. You set no. me up. Oh, no, we did not have time. We were out of time, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was stressing out. I'm like, listen, it's, it's, it is what it is at this point. You gotta leave it. It's been done. You won't be the first person, and you won't be the last. We gotta go. Yeah, but that wasn't the attitude you had 12 minutes ago. Sure was. Yeah, it was like, man, they looked at me, and I was like, yeah, I know, he's a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've left that part of my life behind. <laughs> I'm no longer that person. <laughs> <laughs> you've, been, you've been reborn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't do that anymore. Oh. So you can judge, but just don't judge. <laughs> yeah. Right, gotcha. Okay. It's about Nelson right now. <laughs> That's funny. Right. <laughs> I never got to the story of me leaving my stuff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've never done that. Never done it. Never done it. All right, third round of headlines. What do you got? I want to tell you why, why you may want to check your flight schedules and what rotten fruit sold for thousands of dollars? Uh, it gets you uh, two big stories uh, from today. Your third round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Okie dokie. Third round of headlines. Thanks so much to Good Guys Heating and Air. Good Guys Heating Cooling.com. Nikki D. If your flight is on a 737, you may want to reconsider H5. H5? H5. And you have 10 seconds to try to tell no, us what's up it. there. That's no. not it. That's not it. That's not it. All right. Um, anyway, The go. Boeing 737 planes are being given the green light to get back up into the sky. But a guy who used to be a quality assurance for them says that it might be too soon and he does not feel it's safe enough. His name is John Barnett. And he spoke with TMZ and said, and this is just a few weeks after that incident happened with Alaska Airlines where that door flew off. And he's saying that these planes, the reason why they're having a lot of the issues they're having is because they have less people on the assembly lines that are supposed to be doing these double checks that need to be done. They're slashing the employees for cost. So he said these planes are already not really being put together properly. So if you have a flight on a 737, he's saying, I wouldn't get on it. Really? Yep. Isn't that like the plane that you most people get on? Or is that a 747? Well, those, those, those are supposed to be the newest and the best. Oh, the, is, yeah. is that the 737 Max? Yeah. Boeing. That, that was, yeah, but Boeing makes them all, right? So, uh, okay, so if I catch a flight, just make sure not to get on one of those. Don't get on a 737. I got to check my flight. Yeah. The 737 is the smallest and most popular jetliner in the Boeing family. Yeah. 
It is a workhorse and can be found in uh, air fleets across the world. 10,000 baby Boeings have been produced and put into service. Oh, a baby Boeing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it, don't they have a person that like walks up and down the airplane and checks it out every time before you get on it? I would think so, but they I don't know, know if, if something's going to malfunction on the plane. Well, they or check all the, the screws, tap the windows. <laughs> you know. I don't know about that. You know, that flight where the, the panel came off, that Alaskan Airlines... I was blown away by how comfortable people were flying right. with a hole in the airplane. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody was freaking out. At, like, what is wrong with us? We are so desensitized to everything. These people were so calm. And so, like, and it wasn't like fake calm or fake chill. Like, where you could see them or go, oh, hold it together, Barbara. Hold it together. It wasn't like one of those things. It was like, there's a hole in our, there's a hole in our plane. <laughs> oh, my God. Bill, do you see the hole in our, like, are you crazy? But you know what? A lot of the people, too, could not actually see the hole. They just knew something was happening, but they couldn't see it. I think the people that were sitting right by the hole, I don't think those people were calm. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the the lady that took uh, the video I saw, and she's literally row across, back like two, two rows, and she's she's talking about it. She's like, we have a hole in our plane, and uh, we're turning. I'm going, like, good for you for being so chill. I'd be... I'd be freaking out. Freaking out right now. Because all I'm thinking is, you know, like in every movie that a hole in the plane, like the seat comes out from the ground and uh-huh. it just, and I'm like, yep. that, it just, it gives me the shivers when I see that in a movie, putting myself in that, in that spot going, I'm in an airplane seat floating 30,000 miles. I have no idea when I'm going to hit or what I'm going to hit. What am I going to do in the meantime? Right. What am I going to think about? Because I'm about to die. That's way too long to think about me dying, right? <laughs> right. Like, please have some large Zeppelin swoop up and hit me in the head. Hmm. All right, second story. Go ahead. What do you do with your old fruit? H6. All right, I'm going to start off with a little chef joke. So why did the lemon go out with the prune? Because she couldn't find a date. Ah, wasn't that good? Nope. Yes, it was. Why did the lemon go out with the prune? The date, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was good. Um, anyway, a creepy 285-year-old dried lemon was just auctioned off in England for $1,780. Now, this lemon was found inside of an old cabinet, and that's what they were going to initially auction off was the cabinet. But then when they opened it up and saw this lemon, look how freaky it looks. You know, it'd be funny if this was a prank, and once they got it, they complained that it wasn't what they thought they bought in the no. value, and they actually bought a lemon. Oh, uh-huh. no. And then you want them to complain and see if it's under the lemon law. Right. No, see, that's now that's good. Happen, right? right? That's no, good. I'm not I'm not making jokes. I'm just the saying that. The lemon date, that was not good, but that was a good dad like, joke it, what he did there. No, no, I, no, I wasn't trying to do it. I'm just saying that'd be funny if they, whoever sold it, like that was the bit. The lemon law. Right? The it's like, you know, law. like they're buying a lemon and they're like, mm-hmm. how did you not see it coming? You bought a lemon, you know, like the play mm-hmm. on words. That's funny. That is funny. The actual cabinet that it came in only went for $40 at the auction. The lemon itself went for $1,700. Yeah, but the lemon's not preserved. It's going to. No, it's been preserved oh. since 1739. Oh, That's okay. what made it so alluring because they wrote on it and it said on the lemon given by Mr. P. LaFranchi, November 4th, 1739. Damn. And it was written on the lemon, see? Look at that. So that's why they wanted to buy it. They oh. said it was preserved. So you can't eat it. Though. No, you mm-hmm. can't eat it. Chip a tooth. 
Yeah. Oh, so it's hard. Yeah, it's all it's hard. It's hard and mm-hmm. old and black, but cool looking. I still wouldn't pay that much money for it. Sounds like your ex boyfriend. Sounds. <laughs> Dang it. No. <laughs> Old hard black. God, he beat me to the finish line. (laughs) So clever. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. His was the better punchline. I was going to say Wesley Snipes. If uh, if you this this you you might like and you might not like. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. If you are a fan of rock music, Mm -hmm. hard rock music, new metal bands. That were popular in the late 90s and mid-2000s through like 2010-ish. Pretty much most of what we play on this radio station. Yep. There is a term for you for a new genre of music. That genre is all under one new genre. Okay. And now you're going to have to own it because the (laughs) internet says. Mm -hmm. Tell you what that genre is now. And uh, even put together a nice little playlist for the folks under this new genre here in a minute. Hang on. Welcome back. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey right there. Nick D. There is Nelson. Thanks to Kyle. Dougie T. Your phone number. 916-909-0985. Also use that to get on the text machine. Uh, the new term that you should know. I think I've heard of this uh, or something like this, but... If you are a fan, and I got to tell you, I'm a fan, so I'm with you. Don't feel Mm -hmm. bad if you're in this genre because I'm right there with you. Uh, A fan of rock music, right, just straight up in your face rock, hard rock music, and new metal bands, all three in my wheelhouse. That is my genre. Does genres uh, that were popular in the late 90s and mid-2000s to the early 2010s. Uh-huh. Okay? I mean, this is my wheelhouse. Like, right. the stuff, most for the most part, the stuff the station plays. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That's what I'm talking about. That's the good stuff. That's what I love. That's why you listen to the station, probably, right? Uh, there's a term for this genre of music now. Which I'm is? I'm not making this up. It's just this is what the internet says. Divorced dad rock. It is divorced dad rock. Can somebody just name a genre what they want to? Absolutely, I guess. Okay. <laughs> but think about think about it. I mean, it does make sense, right? I mean, this isn't just somebody, you know, throwing it out there because uh, I'm 48. I've been divorced. Yeah. I'm on my second marriage. If you grew up listening to, well, maybe not growing up, but at some point in your life, like your wheelhouse of music is the late 90s, mid-2000s. That's not necessarily my wheelhouse, but that's kind of the, mu- the music I gravitate towards. Right. Right, you know? And I'll play some examples here in a second so everybody's on the same page. I'm a divorced dad. So, like, that's my music. It's kind of like dad. I've heard the term dad rock before, which would be like the Goo Goo Dolls. It would be um, like Vertical Horizon, you know, those types of bands. That would be dad rock. You know what I mean? Did we lose Nelson? We Nelson? Oh, Nelson's gone. Okay, I was wondering why he was quiet here. So let me give you some examples of the divorced dad rock playlist. Right. I would okay. like to hear it. All right. You ready, Doug? I'm ready. Okay. Doesn't look like you're ready. Here we go. D1. Give me D1. Wait for it. Dad rock. Oh, well. My girl's in the next room. Okay. And that is, of course... Green Day. Yeah, Green Day. Hinder and the Lips of an Angel. 
which is a oh. dirty, dirty song, right? Dirty, dirty song. The song is huge in like 2007, I want to say. Uh-huh. But if, you're di- if you dig this song, this would be under the divorced dad rock playlist. It sounds like rock when they sing it. It sounds like country when you sing it. Yeah, well, I'm also not a singer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you want to use me as the bar. To, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Now, believe it or not, this next artist uh-huh. would also be in the divorce dad rock category, category genre, D2. My boys. Right away. Your boys is shy down? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is this like saying, Doug, turn it down, please. Is this like saying a divorced dad playlist? Like they're driving in their cars, this is what they like to hear. Yeah. Okay. Like this would, like dad's in the drop off line at school. Right. That's what I'm saying. It, you know, and, and it's always funny because when we were growing up, I don't know what, you know, y'all's parents uh, were listening to, but like none of us liked it. You know, but you would always hear artists that were inspired by what was playing in the house. Uh-huh. You know, like the Michael Jackson stuff. Oh, my parents were always playing. There's always music yep. in the house. They were yep. playing this and they were playing that. My mom played Anita Baker a lot. Okay, Anita Baker and stuff like that. And you get you're supposed to be inspired by the music from your elders, but a lot of times you get embarrassed. I don't know. I think when I was younger, I wasn't embarrassed by it. I think that's how I I did get hooked to a lot of the things that they listened to was because I heard it all the time. All right. Now that now we're going to late 90s, early 2000s with this band under the Divorce Dad Rock playlist, D3. Well, I just heard the news today. I know this. It seems my life. Heart's wide open. Heart is? No, sure it's heart? I close my eyes. Or eyes wide open. Nope. It is go. Creed. It is. <laughs> Here we go. You ready? We're going to sing it loud. Put it up. Here we go. With arms wide <laughs> open. <laughs> Isn't this the one that I lip sync that I sung karaoke to at the concert, I think? Yeah, this is yeah, this is the one we just saw Scott Staff. Yeah. So this would be like the, the, the early version of... Of the divorced dad rock stuff. Oh, I feel so good with myself right now. Because this would be late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, definitely late 90s, early 2000s. So you got Hinder, Shinedown, and Creed. <laughs> and again, this is that stuff. Like, and we do it loud and proud. You know, if you've ever seen the the remake of Jumanji, right? With The yes. Rock and Kevin Hart and stuff. Uh-huh. And um, the Jonas brother, the character that he plays. Mm-hmm, the pilot. Yeah, the pilot. But when they come back, you notice he's wearing a Metallica shirt. I never noticed that. Yeah, so now I'm going to look. So he's wearing a Metallica shirt because, you know, Metallica is a band from the 80s, right? So, yep. you know, I mean, it's not an 80s band, but you know what I mean? They've been they've been around for a very long time. So he's, you know, he's still he's still sporting his concert tee from from 86, right? And that's yep. the thing. So uh that's like a that's that's the that I love that character. I love what they did because that's the, the dad rock stuff. We own our music. Like I think that Gen Xers and I would think a lot of you that are probably under this 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 new term, divorce dad rock, 
are Gen Xers, right? Or the tail, or maybe or millenni- or the no, beginning of the millennials, or the be- I was going to say, or the beginning of the millennials. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the, the Gen Xers to the beginning of the millennials, they'd give you enough time to get in that relationship, realize it just wasn't for you, and then get divorced, and then this music kind of helps you out along the way, yep. or whatever it, it does to you. But you know, like our generation really owns our music. Like I, the Boomers never, to me, owned their music. I'd agree with that. It was. Oh, yeah. When I was young, I saw Elvis. I saw Ricky Nelson when I was younger, but they're not listening to it now. It's like they mm-hmm. got to an age where they just they could they weren't allowed to listen to music anymore. It's very, yeah. very weird. Yep. It's just my opinion from my experience. I'm not saying everybody, so don't get mad at me. Well, but you guys were also the beginning sign of your generation then also lived through the era that we would have called ass rock. What's ass rock? You know what I mean? Like hair bands and like stuff that's all about having sex and like yeah. heavy metal the, the way it was in the 80s and everything. You know what I mean? Like that's that was the first wave of what would eventually become divorced dad rock. Because, yeah, these are these big rock bands. But listen to the themes of their songs. It's either about going out and partying or I just got my heart broke by some tramp. Right. It was, it was the best. There, we, right. I mean, we weren't bitching about. Po- I mean, they weren't. They, they glam rock bands weren't bitching about politics or anything like that. I mean, they would mm-hmm. talk about things in the world. You know, when the children cry. You know, kids need to eat too, right? <laughs> so you know, talk about that. That's cool. Kids need to eat too. But it's all about having. It's all about boobs and beer and having fun and not, you know, not being all sensitive and taking jokes. I mean, that's that was the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking of divorce dad music. A song that when I hear it now is one of your your favorite bands too, Boys to Men, Into the Road. Yeah. When my mom and dad um, got divorced, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> he listened to that song like every day on repeat, every single day. Really? Yeah. Just to get over his divorce? Because he was yes. Yeah, maybe we had that. Divorced. Maybe we had that conversation tomorrow. Like what's <laughs> what's what? You know, it's funny because earlier in the show we played uh, the Killers, Mr. Brightside, and it's one of my mm-hmm. favorite bands and one of my favorite songs. I think it's like. One of the best made songs, like psychologically, formatically made songs, whether in any genre, rock, pop, or whatnot, because there's a formula that you can put in. It's a scientifically proven formula that there's certain ways you can make music uh-huh. that mm-hmm. will get people's attention. And as society has changed and our minds have changed, they've realized the shorter the song, the shorter the intro. You know, radio killed the intro, radio killed the guitar solo. Yes. Because we don't have time. We got to right. get commercials in. We got to get as many songs in. I need new sneakers. The record label's going to be mad. You know, all these different things. So that's how music has changed. So the the, the musicians that want to play that game, they have to fit within that blueprint. Right. Right. But Mr. Brightside is the perfect blueprint of a song, period. Because mm-hmm. it's it's just one big hook. Right. There's, right. That's all it is. It's one big hook. Anyway, my point is, I was singing it on the stream, not on the air, on the stream, and I see Nelson judging me with his eyes and, I, and I, let me tell you what i knew what he was doing uh-huh. he was thanking me for singing that song appreciative that i knew the words for the most part to the song uh-huh. because i guarantee at some point in his he's a big i guarantee and i don't know this for a fact he's a big i need music to get through this hard time guy oh absolutely he has a whole breakup playlist or depression playlist or something he mm-hmm. told us about recently right. that he listened yeah. to for months and just sat and was depressed. Mr. Brightside is on there somewhere. I guarantee it. And I was it's bringing breaking back. Breaking up is hard to do. It's breaking up <laughs> is hard to do. Yeah, it is. It's the name of his playlist. Mr. Brightside on a, there? 
Uh, it's not, but I, I'm going to add it, actually, now that I thought about now that you played it today. I haven't heard The Killers in so long that I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah, know, it fits. You know who made The Killers The Killers? Who? Matt Pin- I don't. Matt Pinfield. Matt Pinfield. I got to meet him this summer at uh, Aftershock. It was guy? so cool. Yeah, really good yes. dude. I like him. Yeah, yeah. So cool. He uh, he was the one uh, that believed him and signed him when he was in the, the record label business. And he told me the story about how they were in Brandon Flowers' old beat-up car. And he puts in the tape and they listen in. And he's like, love it. We're going to do it. And that kind of thing. It was a whole story. Matt could That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, another song on the Divorce Dad Rock playlist is D4. Not me, it's no Ruining Wait, for a second, you can't do that. I can, I but you can't. I got you. I'm delayed. I was just Yeah, you're like you're like a minute behind. Every it's like some weird gravelly Nebraskan reverb coming through the speakers mm-hmm. to people. Yeah, that's that's right? what I'm giving it to you. Live. <laughs> you sound crazy. <laughs> it's, like when your, acoust- it's like when your Netflix frame rate doesn't match up. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu Theater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nickelback, without a doubt. Yep. Divorce Dad Rock. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. they cover both ends of the spectrum. They cover when you're ready to go get drunk at the strip club, and then they cover when your heart's broken. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few concerts that will always be in my mind was Nickelback when we went there here because that crowd was next level, and there were a lot yeah. of divorced everything there. Can I tell yes. you this? Okay. I've seen those guys a couple times. I mean, remember going all the way back to Silver Side Up, right, in the, in the early oh, 2000s? So cool. And I've seen them perform four or five times, I guess, in my life. And I go to, I've been to a lot of shows, seen a lot of shows, all that good stuff. I can't remember seeing a actual rock show where Nickelback is the headliner, like what we saw, were they at the Toyota Amphitheater Amphitheater, or whatever? Mm -hmm. It was like a real rock show. And I was like, for all the bands that I've seen over the last five or 10 years, like I haven't seen anyone flash at a show since Motley right. Crue and whatever yep. reunion tour that was. And the only reason they did it was because Tommy Lee forced them, you know, with mm-hmm. taking the camera out in the, in the crowd. But these women were willingly flashing were in 2023 at the time last yep. year to Nickelback. Yeah. Nickelback. Yep. I was like, this is the new hair metal band. Yes. You know, where people would fly. I mean, girls would just, as soon as they got into the concert, they'd take their shirts off. It was a good. That was a good old days. And there was the crowd was ranging from all ages. It wasn't just one right. uh, group of people that was out there. I was like, wow. And you know, maybe maybe with you know how the world has changed, and, and it's like the mom was like, "Here, son, hold this. This is what you do. Let me show you." And takes her shirt off, gives it to her oh, kid. No. <laughs> I have oh no! Oh no! You know, get <laughs> mom's extra pair of underpants out of her purse. Right. <laughs> uh, another song on the playlist here: D five. Underappreciated band. Agreed. Buck Cherry and Sorry. For the guy to go to Crazy Bitch to this and still Uh pull it off is amazing. Right. The same album? Right. Like, God. 13 is a great album by them. Oh, see. I don't know if Jacoby knows this or not, but he's a part of the Divorce Dead Rock uh, ja- generation, D6. Okay, That's- this is my last resort. 
This is great. Yeah, he is. One of my favorite bands. Papa Roach. Hell yeah. Sacramento's very own. Love Papa Roach. And you, uh, if you Google a divorced dad playlist, you won't find one that doesn't have a Pop Roach song on it. And I wonder if Jacoby knows that. I want to text him today and say, do you realize, because I just learned this today, I hope no disrespect, <laughs> that you are a main staple. What do they call it? You are a... Um, Mainstay? A, a core artist. Yeah, core artist. That's what I'm looking for. A core <laughs> artist in the divorced dad rock generation. Mm-hmm. How would you take that? Would you accept that? Do you think he'll accept that? I think he will accept that. He is a dad, not divorced, still with his family, but I think he'll he'll take that. Yeah, I think he would too. Yeah, you know, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, I, I would he'll rap, probably be honored. I'd, yeah, I'd be wrap my like. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be a, yeah, you had me at core artist. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> like he'd walk away and go, "I'm inspired. I want to do a whole album because that's the whole." <laughs> that, I mean, play D10 real quick. D10. So Limp Bizkit and break stuff. That's not his whole gimmick right now, right? Yep. Is he, you know, when he when when Limp Bizkit reformed and they came back, Fred Durst dressed like the dad. That was the, they had a song out. It was like dad right. something. It was actually really funny. And I'm going, what is this? Uh-huh. But he's playing, like he, if, I think if anything, you should say Limp Bizkit is the pioneer of divorced dad rock music. <laughs> because he's the one that outed himself as that guy and now what they're like accepting what their music is today for for the generation that made them popular. Me. You know, Woodstock ninety nine. It was all about that song. That was the song that put Woodstock ninety nine on the documentaries and, and and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh you also we don't have to play these, but you also have Lincoln Park, Three Doors Down, Stained, you know, all those active rock artists mm-hmm. that we love. It's just part of the divorced dad rock stuff. Yeah, you notice there's none of, like, the emo bands. Like, the closest you could, like, even get, like, cousin to an emo band would maybe be Papa Roach. Their early stuff, you know? So they don't fit into this genre? Yeah, like, you don't see on none of these playlists, you're not finding My Chemical Romance. You're not finding... Mighty um, Mighty Boston's. Right. Are they emo? Yeah. No, they're ska. (laughs) Yeah, they're ska. Yeah. But yeah, you're not finding a lot. You're not finding any ska. There's none of that other stuff. And maybe MCR, maybe that's whatever the next divorce dad thing will become. Maybe we're all a little too old for them to be on a playlist like this. No, the next generation will be the co-parenting playlist. Oh, that we need to start that. <laughs> that Especially if anybody can name a genre, why not? But what's that's that? If genius. anybody can just make up a genre, why not? Yeah, I mean, because that's. Divorce is too heavy of a word, right? You don't want to yeah. talk about it. I made a joke around here about it. I made a divorce joke, and like people were all upset. And I was like, it's a joke. Like It's, it's a freaking joke. But it's a word that has a negative connotation, right? Right. So co-parenting is the softened blow, which a lot of people tend to gravitate towards. Uh, so, yeah, the cohabiting, cohabitating, right? Oh, that's Co- what I'm doing. No, co-parenting. Co-parenting, co-parenting is what I said. Co-parenting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Co- co-parenting playlist. And you... you I'm going to tell, we're going to have a break, but I'm going to tell you how you come up with it. There's going to have to be rules, and I'm going to make these rules up as I go. Okay. But the first rule for the co-parenting playlist, this actually might be a good thing. I'll tell you what it is here in a minute. Hang on. Lit is in that uh, time frame. Would they be in the divorced dad rock genre? Lit? I don't think that anybody would be mad at you for having it on there, but I haven't seen a lot of lit. You know what? I don't know why, Nelson, we have these conversations. Because, like, if your microphone's not on, she's not going to say a thing. 
Like I was <laughs> pondering it. I was thinking lit. Like, hmm. And when can she be in there? And when she does, know. she lies. But she <laughs> has to because she doesn't know. <laughs> Why do we talk music on this show? It's pointless. I, I can sit here and talk music. I love talking music. But I look over at her and she's like, "Times my nail point. Oh, lit. <laughs> <laughs> my hair on Did right? they lit the beam? Did we win last night? Lit. That song was definitely lit. <laughs> that band is totally not using that word right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know lit is probably the uh most i don't i want to say the most the band that goes viral most for being at the right place at the right time when a when a bar band is playing my own worst enemy yes you know what i'm saying like yeah it's like they're just going around to dive bars on karaoke and yeah. like band nights waiting for someone to play my horse i love it i absolutely <laughs> love it absolutely love it uh i'm a fan i got to meet him a couple years ago and kind of buddied up a little bit with taylor their drummer and whatnot but they're great guys they're great dudes but you know it's 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 funny to watch these viral videos of them in a bar like i saw one the other day they're in a beach bar i think they were doing a concert it was like some festival in key west something down in Florida and whatnot. And they were, the brothers were having lunch and uh, they, they were like way in the other room, way on the other side. The, the dude's playing my own worst enemy. He doesn't say, Hey, you know what? I'm the, you know, like not everybody's going to know he's the lead singer of lit. Right. He's like, no. you know, his brother's more recognizable. What Jeremy, I think is because of the, uh-huh. the beard thing. But so it's like, he just jumps up on stage and he pushes the guy away and he starts, but he's got you like, Wow, that guy looks like a rock star. Wow, right. Just, just the way he looks and moves like a rock star. It's pretty cool. And the one that started it was the one when they were in uh, Nashville. Yes. And again, he and his brother were walking down Broadway, and they heard somebody, you know, sing. In a, in a, and they, like, jumped through the window over, <laughs> like, a gate, and nobody stopped them. Nope. And then and then he brother grabs the, his guitar, a, a guitar, and start, like just pushes the other guys out of the band. It's like, we got this. We're going to help you. Trust me, you want us to do this. Right. Yeah. I love that stuff when you see the artist. You know, there's one Stop of being in yeah, thing. there's one of Ed Sheeran in a shopping mall. I don't know why or what he was doing. I'm guessing he was shopping. I have no idea. And they had this like talent show with these kids. And this girl was up on the, you know, the little you know, crappy stage that they set up, the uh-huh. little riser thing, and she was singing an Ed Sheeran song. Aww. And he pops up and he starts and he like he's helping her. She's terrified. And he's like helping her, like really oh cool. Oh my god! Way like that is so cute. Anytime I see an artist do that on the internet, I become a fan. Yes, because the, you go uh, Aerosmith, Steven Tyler. He's another one like lit. Always right place, right time. <laughs> what are the odds that you're walking in Paris and the guy is singing the Armageddon song? Right, right. Like, what are the odds? The guy didn't just start it. He was halfway through the song when it, uh-huh. when, when Steven Tyler walked by. So anyway. Uh, we were talking about this new genre of music called divorce dad rock. This is a thing. Look it up. It's not just making it up. Hinder, Shinedown, Creed. Those are examples. Papa Roach, Buck Cherry, mm-hmm. Lincoln Park even, Three Doors. These are rock bands, hard rock bands, new metal bands that most of us love. I mean, if you listen to this radio station, uh, you know, it's that's pretty much the core artist. Late 90s, mid 2000s, early 2010s. This is the good <laughs> stuff. But for some reason, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm like going to get in trouble. Like, I feel I feel like divorce dad rock is not complimentary to the bands. You know, I can just see yeah, like you know, like what you're how saying. can you call our playlist? Oh, that's a bad move. You know, but it's what it is, right? Yes, it's who it's appealing to is is what I get from it. 
The divorce rate in the country is over 50%. True. The people that were that were molded by this music are out of their first marriage at this point. Right, they're the 50%. <laughs> I mean, right. Like yeah, without a doubt. Right, that's a huge swath of people. So I think the next genre on the same in the same breath. Mm-hmm. Because everybody likes to reword stuff, you're not yes. you're not homeless, you're unhoused and you know, right. you're not a woman, you're a she and all this sort of stuff. So you'll have this genre called co-parenting. Uh-huh. The co-parenting playlist. Mm-hmm. You like it, don't you? I do I like do. that. Yeah. So the one rule that I made up. Which is? By the way, I'm making all this up as I go. I know. Yeah. I saw you writing but it But I saw everybody liked it, so I figured mm-hmm. I'd just run with it. Uh, is that in order to come up with the playlist, your very own co-parenting playlist, you have to do it together with a, cap- <laughs> well, with a caveat. What's the caveat? The kid has to approve it. Okay, when you say together, you mean both of the parents? Yeah. Oh, that cancels me out. But but <laughs> what I'm is it? You can't find them, or you don't want to talk to them. I don't talk to them. No. But you would have to. But I don't want to. So that well, you, then me I out. can't have you a part of this. Well, this I can't is... be a part of it. Then that's what I'm saying. I'm out. I'm out. Hands. Why don't you talk to him? What do you do? He's a complete idiot. I haven't talked to him in in years. The last time I did talk to him was last. Um, May or something like that. Oh, that's great. Last June. May, starting some stuff. What do you guys talk about? He called to confront me about moving to California without mm-hmm. consulting him, as if I need to consult him to do anything in my life. Oh, that's sweet. He cares. He does not care. Oh, not is, at all. Is that is is the kid his? It's his. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't know if there was somebody else out there. No. She's his. Trust me. Okay. So, oh, so he wanted like you're taking my daughter, but right. he doesn't see his daughter. But he doesn't see her anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Why? You know. So why couldn't it be? Nice. Like, like, I don't understand. Like, I had an amical divorce. I'm still friends with my ex. Mm-hmm. It's all good. There's no jealousy in the household. I'm not friends with any of my exes. Yeah, why is that? A lot of people are like that. I don't know. I just feel like when it's over, it's over. You move on. In the case of her father, I, I, I should be able to have a conversation with him, but he's an idiot, so I can't, and I don't. He's an idiot. Yeah, but you can move on. You don't have to like them, love them romantically or sexually. But you I did can move on. Yeah, but I'm saying you can still have a relationship with them. On, I tried on a friendship. Well, who? I don't think you tried. Very I much. did try. I, I tried as hard Nelson, as I possibly you, could. Who are you oh. texting down there? What are you looking at your phone? Get off your phone. What is that? I can't see it. Who is that? Oh, you're making notes. That's good. That's a good. Yeah, it's right Bailey's there. rules. Yeah, there you go. Co-parenting playlist rules. Thank you. I don't. Be- I don't. I don't believe that she's uh, she's trying very hard. I could see that not being given your best effort. Yeah. Are you kidding me, Nelson? Well, or maybe, may, hold on, let me reframe. Let me reframe. Maybe it's not your fault. Maybe you don't realize how aggressive your best effort is. Wow. My nice. my effort is Very not good. aggressive, first of <laughs> all. Good. Very good. Okay? It is not aggressive. <laughs> this will not be on me. This is totally on him. He's an idiot, and I'm not. That's all there is Did to you it. not learn anything from earlier in the show? What? Sometimes <laughs> I learned that we got more table towels coming. Right. But sometimes sometimes you got to take responsibility for your actions. And I do. I take you, responsibility for having a child with him. And, and well, now, that's my bad. And then you have to go, what can I do to make it better? In my case, when I found out my flaws in this situation, <laughs> First off, standing out in the rain all day is the is the starters. That's what you do. <laughs> so I need to go stand in the rain first. Yeah. It makes you think hard about stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you go, what can I do to try? And at least try. Because if you try, that's all you can do in life is try. Uh-huh. And just try to rectify. Try to say, I'm sorry. You know, try to say, I apologize. 
You know, and in my case, it was a balk of paper towels. So, like, you got to think, what would you do if you sent? Baby daddy. DeAndre. Well, I don't know his name, but, like, you sent him. I want to say his name. is so irrelevant. Okay, so you sent him. What would you send him? I'd send. What? Cools. 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 No, I'd probably send him a trash bag full of trash. (laughs) What are you, five? (laughs) I'm going to send him trash man who is trash. Full of trash. Before I think about him. Stinky, tinky trash. That's better than sending a litter box, right? right. Stinky trash. I'm going to send him. I got his old clothes. I'm going to burn him. Send him to ashes. Pictures make sure he knows. I'm so hateful towards the man. Yes, are you hateful because you were in love at one time and no longer that is the case and you're no. single and you haven't been laid in three years? No. Or... Are you upset because he, he was a cheater? He was a cheater, right? He was a cheater, yes. Yeah. You can't get over it? You haven't been able I've to get over I've been it? over that. I don't oh, care anything about like him. All I care about is my child and her well-being. Okay. And he has not done right by her, so screw him. Would you be mad at me? Hypothetically. Yes. <laughs> All right. Fourth round of headlines. <laughs> I want to know what it is. <laughs> what do you got coming up? I want to know what it is. <laughs> Take the out. No, I want to know. That's good. No. Okay, what is it then? Well, Hypothetically. You tell me headlines first. Tell you headlines first, then you're going to tell me? You're going to make me late and i got to get in trouble. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you how a woman was, was robbed on Wheel of Fortune and what city in America is the most romantic. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. Two big stories from today. Last minute calls, comments, concerns. <laughs> <laughs> Roll some credits and try to survive a Thursday. Give us a minute. Stand by for news. News, news, news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks to good guys heating and air. 530, good air, Nikki D. All right, before I play the audio, look at what I drew on the board over there and tell me if you can solve that puzzle quickly. Oh, my God. Last time we did this, you spelled him wrong. I know, but I did wrong. it right. I did it right this time. You sure? I'm oh. sure I did it right. I double-checked it. Uh, Pony, P space N space Pony, Pony space RC space space D. It's a living thing. It's a Pony uh, R. Okay. All right. Pine. No. No. Uh, Pine. Pine. Scratched. No. No. All right. So you don't have it. But Pat is being accused of dropping the ball on that right there. Eight seven. You have ten seconds to try to tell us what's up there. Good luck. Something orchid. Pony orchid. All right, as you heard, Bailey struggled, but this woman did not. The first thing she said was pink orchid. Did you clearly hear her say pink orchid? I heard pink no. orchid. Pink orchid, yes. Well, let's do it again. You did You did not? I, clear I heard as day. pink orchid. What did you hear? She says something orchid. No, no, no. She said pink. All right, play it again. She does not. Please, please. You have 10 seconds to try to tell us what's up there. Good luck. Something orchid. Pie, pie. She says something. Oh, 
Well, she you know doesn't. what? She does. But I heard pink the first time. It's because she kind of says it to herself and off mic a little bit. So it's like something. Orcan. Oh, my God. That's like the Mandela effect it stuff. It is huh? totally a Mandela effect. Okay. I heard pink orchid and everybody that's going crazy online right now is coming after Pat saying, give her her money. She said pink orchid. Wow. But now that Nelson broke it down, she said something no all nelson did was said hey dummies listen to the audio right <laughs> <laughs> i did it and i've already heard it a bre- million I, times i can break it down for you the other things that led people to believe that she said the thing incorrectly was the fact that she didn't cause a fit on stage as soon as he said no the answer was pink orchid she's like oh that that's a bummer i didn't win Forty thousand dollars. Forty thousand dollars. But she did walk away with fourteen thousand. So. I, th- I thought that uh, it was like because they wanted her to say pink orchid or something like oh, that. Oh no, no, no! They didn't trip her up on that. She didn't say pink. I wonder if it was reversed, where she said pink, and you didn't hear her say orchid. If people would think differently, right? Because know. she said the last part. Of the meat of the word. Right. Mm-hmm. And you just automatically assume the easy part. That was the hard part. Right. Right. The easy part was the easy part. So right. I wonder if she got the easy part but not the hard part, if people would have been like, oh, she, you know, it wouldn't be a, a thing. I don't know. Because you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. how the brain works. Right. Yeah. You backfilled with the detail of pink after you heard her say orchid. How could you not say pink? You got orchid. Like how many other words? Well, I guess I didn't get pink. You did not. If you I had kept gotten, saying pony. But if you had orchid, <laughs> if you had orchid, you wouldn't say pony orchid. I, I, he did. No, he I didn't say pony, orchid. but he didn't have orchid. Yeah, I didn't say, I, I still would pony's a fun word to say. I still would have said pony. <laughs> pony. I would have still just said pony. I would have given up 40K just to say pony on national television. <laughs> oh, God. I probably would. I'm just that guy. All right, second story. What city do you think is the most romantic? H8. Talking about the most romantic cities. Oh, I'm curious to see this list. Uh, any hot takes, you think? I think they're all kind of hot takes. Ooh. The number Oof. one is a surprise, so I'll go five to one. I'll say last year's number one was New York City, and now it does okay. not even rank on this top really? five. It does not rank on the top five. What do you think the most romantic city in the U.S. is, Bailey? Paris. Oh, the U.S. Well, that, U.S.? She's in the U.S. Texas. There's a Paris, Texas. <laughs> yeah, there is a Paris, <laughs> Texas. California. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, give you a clue. Uh, okay. It's uh, where you're from. <laughs> That's not a clue. You're talking about Maryland? Uh, ball, uh, That's at, it. Baltimore? Yep, Baltimore. Uh, yeah. What is one. sexy about Baltimore, Maryland? Well, Nothing. I'll tell you when you go on Eventbrite, because they're the one who put out this list. They went by the events that people have lined up in the cities. And Baltimore has a twerk fit class, a pizza making lesson for lovers, mm. and lots of speed dating. That made them number one. No, I think they give the people that go on dates speed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think you misunderstood <laughs> that's, that. That's accurate. <laughs> Just before they rob you and possibly kill you. <laughs> right. Like, the cities have gotten really bad, really. I mean, when I lived, I never lived in the city, but... You know, just outside the city. That place has gotten violent. Horrible. Yeah, really, really bad. I would not want to live in that city. You guys are saying, you, you guys are going to get, people are going to think the whole show says Baltimore, just because mm-hmm. I say it like Baltimore. that. Baltimore. I'll, I'll never say it a different way ever again. <laughs> I appreciate people that. People who are from mm-hmm. there say it that way, too. All right. Um, I mean, we got to quickly, quickly run through some of these really, really good uh, love stories that uh, y'all are sending in for this $500 gift card to Shane Company. You can nominate your partner by sharing those love stories. KRXQ.net. 
Just real quick, just give me one. That's all we got time for. Christine in Nevada County says, My husband Rick serves in the United States Navy and has been for 20 years. He is selflessly self, selflessly living Nailed on it. a ship right now in San Diego, preparing for his retirement in November. Uh, we have not seen him in the past eight months. A gift card to Shane Cole would be a wonderful way to say thank you and welcome home. That's beautiful. Yes. That's really well done. It is. Yeah, whoever did that, nicely done. So you can go to, go to the website and you can tell your story. We'll read them on the air. And then we're picking a winner at some point in time for the $500 Shane Company gift card. All right, what do you got before we get out? Trash is trash. Trash is trash. All right, Nelson. Yeah, we just need to finish this so I can get home and start building my uh, co-parenting playlist with my ex-wife, who I live with. And who you were fighting with last night. Uh, yeah, I was fighting. Oh, you fighting. know that, too? <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody knows. Everybody, everybody knows. Gotta fight for the right to go to the bathroom, I guess. Right, so Whatever yeah. it is you guys are fighting with. Uh, Dougie T. You can never have too many paper towels. Look at that. Nailed it. All right, look. Uh, Mickey is up next. Enjoy her show then at 3 o'clock, you got my poker buddy, Abe Cannon. Look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. Give us a like, share, follow on social at Listen to the BS. And if uh, all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening, not anymore. The BS.